Do 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 do. Exciting. Um, Take It Down Tour continues to add shows next year. The latest to add a second show is uh, February 15th in Cincinnati, Ohio, the Aronoff Center for the Arts. We added a late show. That's unbelievable. That first one filled up fast. Thanks so much, my hometown, Cincinnati, Ohio. I'll be there February 15th. That week also has two shows in Pittsburgh on Valentine's Day. Pittsburgh. And then Cleveland, two shows at the Masonic. And then Sunday, two shows at the Warner in D.C. Uh, Very excited about all those. This month, Montclair is sold out. Philadelphia is sold out, except for the late Friday, November 16th. There's still some tickets left there. Um, I added a bunch of shows. They're all at TomSegura.com slash tour. Uh, that whole tour starts officially in uh, San Francisco, January 4th. So thanks so much for your guys' support on that. And uh, Gene, what do you got? First of all, I'd like to thank everybody who watched The Degenerates, which dropped last week on Netflix. I can't thank you guys enough for the outpouring of love and support. It really means a lot uh, to me. So thank you so much. And for those of you who don't know, I also have an hour on Netflix called Mother Inferior. So if you like the half hour, check out the hour. They're both great. Thank you, Tom. Uh, or should I say, Mr. Pajitsky. <laughs> hey, y'all. Send Chris, send Christina your love. Send her pictures of yourself laughing. And send her <laughs> pictures of things that make you laugh. I'm Mr. Pajitsky. <laughs> I'm Hashtag. taking over her socials today. Hashtag fun. Um, so here we go. November 24th. Late show, San Diego, House of Blues. Just a handful of tickets left on that. December 7th, Fill Her Up, Delphia. The uh, we got a late show. There's some tickets left on that one. December 8th, Jew Dork Titties. Late show as well. Only a handful left of tickets on that one. January 10th, the Ride or Die Tour. That's right. I'm Ride or Die. January 10th, here at the Comedy Store in the main room. January 31st through February 2nd, Denver, Colorado at the Comedy Works. What's up? The downtown one. And then February 28th through March 2nd, Madison, Wisconsin at the Comedy Club on State. April 4th through 6th, Minneapolis Tits, uh, Acme Come On Me Club. And then May 10th and 11th, Tempe, Arizona. The Tempe. That's how you say it, right? Yeah, they really get into that. Tempe. It's, it's Native American, I believe. Yeah, it's indigenous. Tempe. It's Tempe. And then June 20th or 22nd, Washington Dick Come at the Dick Come Improv. Tickets at Christina P. Online, the Ride or Die Tour. There you go. Because I am. I'm Ride or Die for my family, not... No. Yeah. No. Yeah. A lot of people weighed in on that. Right. That a, having a snitch having that name a on snitch. a tour. Hilarious. Sort of ironic. Yeah. I added Madtown, by the way. I added a second show there. Where? Madison. Oh, Madtown? Yeah. Do they call it that or just you? They call it that. Oh. I added a second show there also. Um, I think it's in April. So go check them out. You know our websites. 
It's a huge big old tits.com and then tomsegar.com. <laughs> wait a minute. For don't, me. Don't direct them. Actually, that'd be really funny if I changed it to big old sloppers <laughs> yeah. or, or mushypurples.com. Yeah. That'd be you can get away with amazing. that one more. Yeah, but uh, okay. Mushy perps. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silence. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm so ripped right now from (laughs) yesterday. You guys have had a long journey. Yeah. And it's finally come to a close. Sober October is over, obviously, now. And, uh, man. You look wrecked, bro. We got, we, this is, uh, we just recorded Joe's recap episode. So we smoked and we drank and we drank whiskey for <laughs> like four hours. <laughs> then we went out to dinner and drank wine. Mm. My goodness. Yeah. How fun! It but was great you know, time. You, you guys, you had like a ladies' lunch yesterday. You did your podcast for four hours, and then y'all went to dinner yeah. for another four hours. I mean, Jesus Christ! And, and I flew in the same day. Oh, you worked a whole week, and then you flew in. You went to Joe's. By the house, way, and that was it. fucking amazing shows! Thank you so much to people in Fort Myers, Fort Myers, Go Jack ahead. Me Off Hill, yes, Orlando, yes. and Come Gusta, Georgia. Come Gusta. Seriously, I was blown away. I was blown away. Don't you love our fans? It's the best. I think I And I have you. little winks to our like podcast fans yeah. during my show. It's good. And it's always the most fun. Because like, <laughs> I, uh, I, I do this I thing where I, I mentioned something about four strokes. And then <laughs> Jeff Tate, who was with me opening all weekend, he goes, you say that. And he goes, and then people applaud. Like, what the fuck are they applauding for? <laughs> he didn't best. know. He's like, I don't it's know the why best. they laugh and clap at that. I was like, oh, yeah, it's because of, he's like, is it one of your crazy fucking videos? And I go, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did a little homage. He had no idea. This is funny that he's like, why do people laugh oh, yeah. at that? It's the best because the people who don't know in the audience yeah. are confused and then those who know it's the best. And on my new Netflix half hour, I do a shout out uh, to your mom's house. I do two actually that I remember. Uh, I do a would you rather in my half hour for you guys. I'm struggling. Right and now. the water champ, official. Official. Uh, but thank you guys. You really are the best fans. Yeah. I, we have the best. There's no. There's no other... Definitely. You guys are the most amazed. So thank you. Thanks so much. And uh, this is a real treat, I think, for all of us because I consider him to be not just funny, but legendary, like a huge influence. To Garth Brooks? All. Well, Garth is number one, but right next to him would be Tom Green. I think yeah. it's so cool. The coolest. That we get to have him here. It was such a good time. We recorded this a few weeks ago because we knew that I would be incapacitated today. <laughs> So. And one of the kindest people in comedy. So nice. Yeah, Tom was really fun to have in studio. Yeah. I think you guys are going to like this episode. I think you. I think you're going to like it a lot. I, you don't like the way you look. I think you're going to studio like, T. You're going to get physical while you're listening. I like you're that. I really like that. Hashtag fun. Hashtag happy. Hashtag you're it. You don't want. All right, it's rolling. We're rolling, Gene. Okay, dokie, mommies. There's a lot to get into. Yeah, big guest coming in today. Big guest, exciting times, so much to cover. Um, you ready to? Yeah. Do this. Yeah. Okay. Fucking. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's go, go, bro. Okay. Well, howdy there. 
It's me, your host, Skank Reynolds. Welcome to Stripper Reviews, because here I am all alone with my hand, jaying off to old Playboys, because they're easier on my eyes than this smartphone. This shit is big time! Who is Randy? Don't bring anyone mother into this. Your mom in the fucking stand! Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to your mom's house with Tom Segura, Tom Segura. and Christina Pajitsi. Welcome to your mom's house. It's so dynamic that that intro song. It really is. <laughs> Forget how explosive. This guy's uh, reviewing uh, strippers. I know. It's always the cool guys, the <laughs> hot guys, the guys worthy of strippers that love reviewing women. Let's hear what he's making got to demands. Say. I yeah. know. I don't even know. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about strippers. Okay. I one time felt up a Swedish Filipina named Brittany, and uh, that was pretty fun. She was pretty game. Um, you touch her ass and her titties as much as she wanted during the dance. <laughs> yeah. She That's didn't cool. let me go downtown. That was. Uh, I don't care. Ass and titties. I mean, for twenty dollars a dance at the time. Yeah, yeah. That's, well, that, that is their job, isn't it? To let you touch them at some I guess, places. I guess. I mean, Tom, also, you know all about. It. Don't act twenty dollars like... too. It's like pretty <laughs> right easy way in. Which is what it was. <laughs> it's not anymore. It's like thirty. It's like thirty oh, for oh, top 30. on, like forty with top off. Oh, oh shit! It used to be twenty dollars with top off. Oh gee, wow. I had an interaction with an Ethiopian stripper. Name of Alize. She was, you know, we really danced, we really grinded. Uh, I like girls who have, you know, I like to, you know, dry sex is fun. Ew. It's fine. I don't get a nut, but you know. Oh my god! Some contact with what pretty young. Wrong? Hold on. So. What is wrong with this person? Hold on. Uh, all right. Sorry. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that we were um, recording on the. Correct, Chickawatts. Well, you want to hear everything that this guy has to say. Yeah, I mean, I just got the Alize <laughs> review. Let's see what else he's got. You know, she dropped down to her knees a few times and played with my dick through my shorts. Nice. Basketball shorts. <laughs> you weren't basketball shorts to the strip club. Yeah, I'm wearing basketball shorts to the strip club. It was fun. You know, I think she likes my dick. You know, I had a okay. decent chub on. It wasn't, you know, the best I've ever had. <laughs> and I'm pretty proud of the width of my penis when it's mm-hmm. fully uh, What's that? engorged. First of all, can we just yeah. celebrate There's this so man's happening. memory and his ability <laughs> To recollect every detail right. of the girl's look, her name, what she that did, time. What he was he remembers when back when it was $20. Now yeah. it's $40. Yeah. Yeah. He knows what yeah. Alizé was, her ethnic background. That's fantastic. It is. I think it's a mark of youth. They say you remember lots of details when you're young, and then by our age, it's, it's just gone. Great uh, game board partner if you're playing <laughs> you know, board games. True. Yeah. Um. A really good thing is, uh, well, we've got all the marks of a great home video. Number one, the background, he's in the bathroom, so there's a shower curtain. Yeah. The audio, there's a weird humming sound in the background. Mm-hmm. It's hard and to it's hear. And it's not an impressive shower, if we're going to be honest. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> 
It's not flattering. This is like, thing. you know, it's it's uh, in your 20s. <laughs> just what it is. Yeah. I think he's in his 20s. He look, doesn't look so young, but he's youthful. He's, he, but he's one of those guys that went bald at 18. Yeah. Like, you know those unfortunate souls? I, I feel know. so bad for them. He should do what I'm doing. I can't believe he's not going all the way the same length. Sure. He's actually letting the horseshoe kind of grow out. <laughs> and in your 20s, that is insanity I to know. look at. It's so, I hate when it happens for yeah. guys that early. It's so sad. It's not fair. Life he's is got, cruel. He's got a bad beard mustache game yeah, going, too. Yeah, it's dog shit. Because yeah. he's trimming the mustache down or it's not growing in. It's but very the beard faint. is full or somewhat full. Yeah. I don't... So, can I ask you as a guy... Million dollar makeover. <laughs> yeah. We... What what compels a young man to make reviews like this? Like, what's um, going on he here? He probably knows on some level it's not a good idea. Right. You know, he's probably... He knows it's mean-spirited, the way we're critiquing his looks. Yeah. Like I don't think he thinks it's mean-spirited. <laughs> it's it's you're so over-sexed and you so want sex oh. that you figure talking about sex, some part of your mind goes, if you put it out there... <laughs> It might lead to. It's sex. like the That's secret. That's really what your brain's doing. It's the secret. Yeah. He's like, if I build it, they will. He just wants sex. Come. He yeah. wants more. He wants sex. <laughs> and this is just the best he can do right now. Yeah. 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 Until he finds his own pair of jeans, and then you can fart thirty-three thousand six hundred times. That's exactly what I've done in fourteen years. I had some farts yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Well, you did the night before. Yeah, well, here's with the, your apricots. Oh my god, I'm god. so stupid. Because I, I was constipated, and I got these hemorrhoids left over from pregnancy, and I started eating dried apricots because that, that usually does the job right quick. Yeah, and I ate a bunch of them, and it was rancid. It smells like sulfur because there's sulfur bad. in the apricots, right? Yeah, yeah. Holy cow! Well, what caused your farts? I don't understand. We, I was we ate the, the same uh, thing. I was on the ericol. Ericticare. So that that cardio, yeah, gets your. <laughs> Your system going. And the thing is, I had some sneaky, like, mm, uh, uh, kind of parts. And I was like, yeah, this sucks, you know? <laughs> and then as I was going, going, I had like a big burst come out. Oh, it was nearly sexual in nature. Feels good, huh? Yeah. Didn't smell good, but it felt good. Can I tell you the dumbest thing I did, though, is mm. that I ate those apricots and then went to get a massage. And I mean, how stupid can you be? Pretty stupid. I was like, what am I thinking? And I had to hold, I, I really, I fell asleep on the table and then I had to like wake up quickly and really clench my butt cheeks together because one was about to like really escape. Yeah. Yeah. So that was not good. Let's hear him talk about his dick more. Oh, Jesus. Uh, you know, when it's half hearted, it's half hearted. It was, it was a pretty good job. Uh, I've had better though. I don't know. I've been having like serious chubs this year where I'm looking down at my dick like that's a monster. And I got I'm it. Like I'm good. And all I have to do. <laughs> <Ew. laughs> I'm saying this on camera. And all I have see? to do is masturbate. See? Uh. See, he goes, I'm saying this on camera. Yeah, he knows. See, it's his mind telling him, like, why are you doing it? Like, yeah. don't put this out there. Yeah, he but knows. But you're still overwhelmed with horniness. Yeah. He knows he's nasty. It's, it's, um, it's inhibiting his ability. To actually restrain poor judgment. That, that's how overwhelming that testosterone can the, be. The buildup of, of all that yeah. pent-up stuff. Huh. And then he's like, I'm just going to talk about coming since I'm not I'm telling you, there's a, there's a window in, in men's life that is just overwhelming. What is that age? Like 14? Uh, it, starts, it starts at four, It really, I think, <laughs> you really peak out between 17 and 22 those are Gosh. that's the window of like 
<laughs> yeah. That's where it's the most intense. And that's, yeah. And that's when you can get into the most trouble with that, girls. And that's what and usually happens. And that's like life. when guys act the most recklessly and yeah, impulse control. Oh, oh my goodness. It's our guest. It's our guest. Okay. Yeah. We should probably press pause. Press pause. And we'll keep this going here. Okay. Your sex life is important, but your schedule is busy. You don't have the time to go to a doctor's office to get treated for your erectile dysfunction. Through HIMSS, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. HIMSS is changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. HIMSS provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment, options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and 100% online. No uncomfortable doctor's visits. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash YMH. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash YMH for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash YMH. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. Wow. How have I been living like this? It's kind of like when you find out that you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. More like, wow, how have I been affording this? It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. We use Mint Mobile at the office and we have been saving so much money since switching over and setting up a Mint Mobile's website was super easy. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash mom. That's mintmobile.com slash mom. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash mom. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 per month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. All right, we're back. Uh, we had to do a quick pause because our uh, esteemed guest has arrived. OMG. We're so All right. Excited. So you guys were on already? You were on? Yeah, 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 but just for a few minutes. Okay, you, on, you we did, were, you we did were, the intro. We did the intro, yeah, yeah. and we were talking about this cool guy. Farts. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, your name is Tom? Yes, Tom. Uh, <laughs> Tom Green. Tom Green. Nice to see Tom you guys. Green. Yeah. Nice to see Tom you. Tom and Tom. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And a proud Canadian. Hello, like me. Yeah. yeah. Canadian by birth. Windsor, Ontario. Yeah. Now, how long did you, did you grow up there? No, man. I moved yeah. to California when I was like three. Yeah. I, I, I thought I, I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Where, I, what part are you from? Uh, I am from Ottawa. Yeah. I had to think about that for a second. That's the capital? Your capital, very good. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. I'm one of those Americans that knows things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 It's because you're married to a Canadian. So that's right. No, that's right. Nobody else would know yeah. that Ottawa was the capital that's of Canada. Right. Yeah. 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 Did, did you know that? <laughs> no, I know nothing of Canada <laughs> at all. All I know is that Windsor is is really nice. Like I hear it's the it's the Beverly Hills. 
Yeah. Of Canada, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's more like the, uh, the Laughlin, Nevada of Canada. <laughs> it's very fitting yeah. for me. It's, yeah. it's kind of like a casino town. Sure. Oh, okay. I, I, I'll, That's so I'll, weird. I'll, I'll, I, I will have Great to. Great real estate. Yeah, I have to. I have to. Uh, I can't. I cannot uh, tell a lie, though. I've never been to Windsor. Okay, I hear. So, but I, I hear that's where people go to drink. Yeah, from Detroit. Detroit. Where's the, Detroit. Is so. there a surprise city in, in, in let's say, in terms of if you're traveling doing stand up? Mm-hmm. That um, like everybody knows. You know, we all hit Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal, as you yep. guys say, mm-hmm. uh, Calgary, Winnipeg. Toronto. What's the city that you're like? You know what? This is, wouldn't normally be on your list, but you should hit it. Ottawa. Really? I'd say so, yeah. Okay. Because it's the capital. So there's lots of, you know, nice architecture, Mm -hmm. lots of museums, lots of, it's a, it's a million people. So it's a big, small city. Yeah. That's, that's more than enough. And a lot, you know, it's, it's not, uh, not like big, like Toronto or Montreal or Vancouver, but, uh. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's because it's the capital. It's interesting. Very beautiful city. Go in the summer. Don't go in the winter. No. It's very yeah. cold. Yeah. Very cold city. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but uh, you know, other cities. Uh, I mean, you've pretty much named them all. You yeah. know, Calgary, Edmund, Edmonton, Edmonton. Yeah, you know, sure. uh, probably. You know, another city I've not been to in Canada, which I'm sort of wish I have had been there is St. John's, Newfoundland. I just think that's would be a very unique experience. See, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. You get out there, you're sort of almost like going to Ireland. Okay. Yeah. I haven't been there. But uh, Prince Edward Island, Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island's kind of like that. Okay. The Maritimes, the East Coast, Halifax. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, very... You know uh, what that, um, that summer-winter thing reminds me of? Mm. Is when I first started touring and working, I started to go to Canada twice a year some, in some places. But I went every year to like those five, six places. And you know that second time you come through, I go, you go in like February, yeah. And you're like, hey, Fuck. Yeah. not bad, full house. They're like, yeah, it's fucking thirty blowout. Come in June, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like you'll sell you'll sell eight tickets, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You kind of which is the opposite of L.A. because yeah. if it drizzles, everybody stays yeah, indoors. Yeah. No, but it's, yeah, in exactly. the cold climates, they all come out because they're and it's going crazy. You literally have like six sold out shows, and you're like, wow, <laughs> I'm a like celebrity. is everyone here to see me? And they're like, no, no, no they're all sold out all winter. Yeah, yeah. they just want to be inside. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're looking for something to do it's that fantastic. is inside. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it's uh, it's 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 kind of a a bit of a catch twenty two because it sucks being there in the winter. It sucks. Yeah. Oh, wait, did I hit record on that. I did. Yeah, it looks okay. like it. You know, it's almost like more fun to go up and sell six tickets and uh, be warm. I know, yeah. right? <laughs> it's so brutally cold for me. Oh, yeah. You know, it's funny to get in the argument like what's the coldest, but I think the coldest week that I experienced on the road was in Winnipeg. Really? Yeah, I think that's what time point. of year did you go? It was like uh, January or February that's, or something like that. Yeah, it was uh, unfucking <laughs> believable. <laughs> so yeah. It now, was so crazy. Now, do Canadians? I mean, this is a question that I I get asked, but uh, I'm curious to know from your American perspective. Yeah, do Canadians laugh differently? Mm. Is it a different reaction to the comedy? I don't think so. No, no. Is it? Is it tempered slightly well toronto when we did that it was bonkers i feel like they're they're more down to have fun i feel like they're better i used to always say this thing uh, that i feel like is i still think holds true and that is that i think smarter crowds in in smarter demographics get sarcasm yeah and i find that for the most part that always translated in canada which is that like you have your hard jokes yeah and then you know like i would i do like tags 
that are that can be a throwaway line. Sometimes those throwaway lines in certain places get like a thirty percent of the audience. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of times that I would go to Canada. I'm like, hundred percent of the audience was with me on every yeah throwaway line. It's more like a Seattle type crowd, yeah, yeah, yeah. than a uh, you know Huntsville, Alabama type crowd. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> little uh-huh. bit, little bit closer. To yeah, Seattle. I think yeah. so. Yeah. I mean, I had great. I did have one time now. I, I remember the time that I did Calgary. Yeah, and I was like 15 minutes in, and I was telling stories. As you know, the the bit was like that. That telling the story of what happened is the routine, right? Like yeah. I was on the flight, and the guy da 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 da. And like ten minutes in, this guy goes, "Are you going to tell a joke?" <laughs> and I go, "These Great. are jokes. <laughs> like this is a story with jokes in it." Oh, yeah. and he was he, like, "You thought he was man. coming out to see Henny Youngman?" Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "All right." I remember specifically that that was a Calgary. Show. Mm. That's that's uh, that was probably just uh, that's just a weird rogue, yeah, rogue yeah. occurrence. I think. I think so. Yeah. But I, no, I've had amazing. And the place I used to go twice a year for a while was the Comedy Mix in Vancouver. Okay, I've never going, been there. Really? No. It's a uh, yuck yucks. Oh, okay, boy. well, I think this was the old yuck, yuck yucks. yucks. Okay, and yeah. it's on Burrard Street yep. at the Century Plaza Hotel downstairs. Okay, fucking tremendous. Yeah, I think that is the old yuck yucks. Actually, yeah. yeah. So it's it's really good. Yeah, but I know that yuck yucks has that. Uh, they had that thing in Canada where they're like, "You play us, and you don't fucking play anywhere else." And yeah, like, if you're starting out there, yeah, they yeah. really get upset, right? Yeah, yeah. I I I, uh, I started doing stand up at Yuck Yucks when I was a teenager. I and, read uh, this about you that you started because I, I, I spoke to you the other night and I'm like, oh, because I remember them saying, oh, Tom Green started doing stand up. I started at the Ice House and I was like, that can't be right. This guy's been funny for a million years. And you started at 15, it says on yeah. Wikipedia. Yeah. And at the same the same club, the club's moved, but it's, you know, the same owner, um, uh, Howard Wagman. He's been there, been there since for over 30 years, you know, and a uh, great guy. And uh yeah, but I mean, I wasn't touring. You know, I didn't tour. I yeah. was, I was, I started doing amateur night. I'd go down when I was a kid because I wanted to see Harland Williams. Oh, and, I love Harland and uh, Norm Macdonald. I wanted to oh see my Starfish. Those were like your heroes, Jeremy Hotz. They were, yeah, yeah. they were all uh, Canadians, and they're all they were the headliners in Canada at the time. So many people don't know how hot of a hand Jeremy Hotz has had in. In stand-up, especially yeah. in Canada. Yeah. I mean, these, 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 these guys were, they were all in their 20s, though, then, and they hadn't even moved to the States yet. Yeah. And Harland and Norm hadn't, Norm wasn't on Saturday Night Live yet. I remember right. when they all moved down here, it was kind of, like, very inspiring, because, you know, I was sort of a kid, and I thought, oh, these guys were, like, 10 years older than me. So I was sort of the the dream was wow they're going off to Edmonton tomorrow to do more stand up <laughs> yeah you know, you know I'm just stuck here in Ottawa they're going to the yuck yucks in Edmonton tomorrow so it was amazing to think that you could just travel around doing stand up you know yeah um, but uh, but uh, I uh, I did it till I did it probably till I was about twenty and then I I stopped and uh, started uh, I went back to school and took uh, broadcasting. So wait, started my so show. what is the time off between 20 and when you started again? How long? Probably about 35. Oh you took 15 God. years away? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I ever really, you know, was, yeah. Basically, for 15 years, I was, um, I was, I was doing a college radio show, and then, then I started the Tom Green show, and I just did that all day, every day, you know, uh, that's all I did for 15 years was, was yeah. basically worried about, uh, the, you know, making weird kinda, videos. Kind of busy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I kind of like, I kind of just, uh, 
I, I definitely regret in some way, not regret, but sometimes I think in hindsight, like, man, if I would have been nice to have been doing stand-up when my show was on MTV, that would yeah. have been oh my good, God. good time to be uh, Dude, out I, there on the road. But, I told uh, you this in the, at the comedy store the other night. Yeah, when I because I, it's kind of I think of, we talked about that. Yeah, yeah we yeah. did because I it's it's kind of funny sometimes when you do this and you know you're working as a comic and then you see people in the green room where you're like holy shit yeah. and it is kind of funny man to me that you know your show I I think a lot of people maybe experience not a lot of people but some people experience having a show or you know working on a show and you're like I was on TV but your show was the first of its kind. It was, it's been, you see a lot of bad imitations, some good imitations of you and what you did. Like, you're a true original. And that was must-see television for us. Oh, like, my God. I don't God. know if, I mean, I'm sure you re- you realize it, but, like, yeah. for me, I mean, what, I, I was, I think we figured out that I was probably 18 or 19. These are formative years. And oh, we're watching yeah. you in the Slotmobile and yeah. your dad, and it was, yeah. it blew our fucking it minds. It blew our minds, man. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was, it was. What was, it, at God. the peak of that being on MTV, mm-hmm. what was that experience like for you? I mean, it was a, it was a, a sort of a surreal, you know, a very surreal few years when just readjusting to that, because. To that level of fame. Yeah, well, because, you know, I did the show, like I said, I was doing Yuck Yucks. I say I, I don't even say I was doing stand up. I was doing yuck yucks when I was fifteen. You know, <laughs> yeah. so I was doing I was doing that as a kid, and then I, I I what actually happened? I got this record deal in Canada for a rap group that I was in when I was nineteen. <laughs> that's kind of why I stopped doing the stand up because we went and we started this rap. Uh huh. Well, I'd been doing it. We what was this, your group called? We were called Organized Rhyme. Okay. And we got nominated for a Juno Award in Canada, which is oh, like yeah. a Canadian Grammy. Jesus. And we had a we had a hit record, but you know, a hit record in Canada, like you know, we didn't make any money or anything like that. It was just kind of like it was number one on the top ten at ten on the radio, but mm-hmm. you know, we weren't selling records or anything like that. And um, and then um, you know, that kind of fizzled out. I went back to school and uh, and started the show with my friends from college, from broadcasting school, and did the show for about five years. And you're just doing this for fun? Voluntarily. Voluntarily. At a public access station, making videos, Crazy. making videos. And back then, and it's expect- harder, so too, by the way. This is like editing on, what, an Avid machine? They didn't have... No, not even that. It was actually tape. So you were, it, was, it, was, it was tape to tape, beta cam or three-quarter inch tape, or high-eight tape. So you'd have two machines. <laughs> I edited everything myself, so that's why I went to broadcasting school, because I figured no one was Did ever going to make my show. You have no expectations show. while you're doing this? Like that it would become uh, something? No, I was, I was kind of a very motivated and driven kid. So yeah. I was actually, I did have expectations. I was trying to sell the show from the day, uh, but you know, like... Were you getting feedback? Like, were people coming up to you... I was like a like a total nerd, like video geek, and I mean the way I got the record deal was because I started buying a lot of like like I'd work a summer job and buy a drum machine, and then I'd make this rap demo, uh-huh. and then I would go to like when a local Canadian rap group was performing, I'd show up with my demo tape and like like hand it to the the, the manager, you know, yeah, and so so, so I sort of like kind of hustled a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Because I was scared I shitless that I was going to have to like you know keep working at Dairy Queen or whatever <laughs> I was yeah. doing, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just terrified that of having fear to work. That fear is a great motivator. You know, telemarketing yeah. jobs, oh, man. And 
I was worked as a mover. I was working as a landscaper. I was doing tons of stuff like that. So I was terrified. So, so uh, you know, but basically, uh, when the show got picked up by MTV, it was kind of like you know, ten years of like hustling around trying to make something happen, and yeah. then all of a sudden. You know, it it sort of exploded and like overnight on MTV, which was shocking because, you know, we didn't we didn't have MTV in Canada, so like we had much music. Yeah, I mean it's sort of sort of the same thing. But are you living still in Canada? Like, do you fly over to make it? So so I was living uh, in Canada, and uh, and I sent. I mean, there's the. The long short story is I went and did this talk show in Canada called The Mike Bullard Show. Mm-hmm. It was the David Letterman of Canada. And I would do these ridiculous stunts on the show, mm-hmm. like things that I'm not even sure I want to repeat. Like I showed up with a suitcase, and I, as I repeat it, showed up with a suitcase, handcuffed to me, and then in the middle of the interview, I opened it, and there's a dead raccoon in it, <laughs> and it's rotting. Oh. And I start oh. shaving it, and then they have to stop tape, and the host goes and is sick, you know, <laughs> you know, and uh, it's like makes like news and stuff in Canada. It was uh, I should not be repeating this, should I? Uh, I should not be. Turn on. It's on. It's on, it's on. It's, uh, it's on YouTube. But uh, anyway, so at that at one of those tapings, uh, I met uh, my future manager, who's. Who, now my friend Howard Lapidus, and he he managed Dr. Drew and uh, Adam Carolla. Yeah, and they were doing Love Line on MTV, and he saw my crazy talk show appearance, and I gave him some tapes, and he took them to MTV, and that's how I got on MTV. <laughs> Isn't that so, crazy? Yeah, Wild. So, so we know what I love about your story is that you did that self hustle in an era where it kind of wasn't as easy as it is now. Like you hear kids complaining, like, how do I, it's like, bro, you've got this, this is all you fucking need. Now you can make a TV show on this. There's no excuse to not do it now, but to do do? it, how punk rock is it that you did it in a time where it was fucking so hard to do. Yeah. I had no money and (laughs) nobody was sort of like, so like the, you couldn't go buy a video camera. Because a video camera was two thousand right. dollars, and then if, once you had a video camera, what are you going to do with that? You can't edit the video. How thought so, out were your bits? So I, I went to college so I could get my hands on a video camera. You know? Jesus yeah. Christ! <laughs> how planned? How planned out were bits? Were these like just off the top of your head? Let's just do this. Sort of a you, mixture. Yeah. Like uh, so, like I, I, I would, we would spend a lot of our time, you know, writing. You know, we'd sit down, me and my buddies, and we'd think of what's the most ridiculous thing we can think of yeah. to do, <laughs> and we. would you know, plan things out. And then we would also do a lot of just sort of wandering around the city Mm -hmm. with a video camera, talking to people. Um, so there was a mixture of things like the pranks on my parents were planned out, you know, um, but, uh, you know, and there was lots of sort of performance already kind of stunts and things like that. But then sometimes stuff would just happen (laughs) where like a guy would start yelling at me on the street and that was like funnier than anything. So, you know, so great. Now your parents, I mean, you were doing clubs at 15 and they seemed very unfazed by yeah, <laughs> your, your show. Were, yeah. What was the attitude in, in real life about all this stuff about you? Uh, well, they were always very supportive, um, uh, very supportive of everything. But then the show got a little, you know, in their face, you know, and they were conflicted because, uh, you know, they, I was in college studying this stuff. So they sort of saw that I was 
applying myself oh. to my college by you know making videos, but but uh, we would we would go we would get them a lot in the middle of the night, so they were less supportive because it was three o'clock <laughs> in right. the morning when they were barging into their room <laughs> oh or whatever. God. But um, yeah, you know uh, they they were they were supportive when I was a kid. When I was uh, you know when I was sixteen years old, we or seventeen years old, we had this opportunity to go record music in New York, and they like paid for our you know. Uh, you know, our trip down there, me and my buddy from my rap group, and we went down to New York recording sure. music for the summer. And, you know, I snuck into uh, NBC and snuck into the Letterman studio and all sorts of stuff like that. Really? Got oh kicked out, but yeah, yeah. What was, um, what did they think of, like, the explosion of the show? You know, I, uh, like, they were, like, really happy when the show got picked up because they figured that I was, like, gone, you know? <laughs> And I look because MTV basically, oh, to answer your question from earlier, MTV uh, basically saw the tapes. So I, we sent them the tapes and uh, they said, Do you have any more of these tapes? You know, and I, we, I sent them like my five favorite clips, right? Yeah. So, do you have any more of these videos? And I said, uh, Yeah, I have about 1,000 of these videos, actually, <laughs> yeah. all on, you know, mastered on Betacam, you know, you know, professional at that time, professional yeah. video level, you know. And uh, they said, oh, okay, uh, we want you to uh, come pitch the show. They flew me down to L.A., put me up in the Chateau Marm... Uh, no, the, 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 the Mondrian Hotel. Oh. The Mondrian. And then uh, I had to go over and pitch the show to uh, the MTV executives at the House of Blues <laughs> and on this big pitch session. And uh, then they they picked it up and moved me. And did the pitch go well? It went it went pretty well. I kind of was like, um, you know, I was a very naive uh, person, I think, to show business. And uh, you know, I uh, was very very confident. I think much more confident then than I am now. Actually, right. you know, to be honest <laughs> sure. with you, because I was naive to the fact that I, I probably should not be confident, you know, right. But, uh, at that time I did not know that nobody had told me that yet. So, you know, I Isn't went it in, funny though, how that probably had an gosh. effect too. Yeah. You know what I mean, when they're like, this guy yeah. knows what yeah. he's saying. I showed up with, uh, the, the, the executive at MTV would kind of like, uh, sort of shepherded me in there. Uh, into this pitch meeting, had told me, okay, I want you to bring these four clips. Uh, painting your parents' house. <laughs> plaid. Painting the car. <laughs> you know, the, the, the slut mobile, right? Uh, uh, falling down on crutches on the street. Uh, I think the other one was when I went to a pharmacy to buy condoms. And then I said, oh, I also want to play this one where I'm Sucking milk out of a cow's udder dressed oh, as yeah, Captain Kirk. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, and they said, he said, no, don't, don't play that one. You, you can't play that one, sucking milk out of a cow's udder dressed as yeah. Captain Kirk. Oh, I mean, I, I, really? No, no, don't play that one. So literally, it's like, you know, this was pre-digital. So uh, he tells me to make a VHS tape, and there's going to be a VHS machine. I'm going to walk in the room, pitch the show, put the VHS in, play them one at a time. So I show up with a VHS tape. I, of course, put the sucking milk out of a cow's udder dressed as Captain Kirk as the last video. <laughs> and so I also brought a, 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 a suitcase again, an Adidas bag actually, and in it I had uh, two bottles of shaving cream 
and uh, and a towel, <laughs> and uh, basically went in, pitched the show in front of all these executives, talked about you know. I, I did have a serious pitch. I, t- I, t- I remember I remember I was quite serious about like my understanding of what I was doing. I mean, I, I did sort of explain to them, you know, we're shooting this on a home video camera. You know, people don't air stuff shot with a home video camera on television. It's going to make it more relatable to kids who watch skateboard videos and stuff. And I explained, you know, sort of my theory behind it. So they saw that I was somewhat rational person, played all the videos, big laughs, big laughs in the room. Then I played the last one, (laughs) told them that the executive told me not to play it, but I'm playing it anyway. (laughs) Played it. He's covering his head. It got a huge laugh. People couldn't, like, because, you know, this was like, this was before, you know, uh, that gross out TV thing was going on, you know? It was before, like, you know, jackass and stuff like that, obviously. But there was some stuff like that. I mean... You know, I mean, there was like something about Mary. I remember when I saw the movie, something about Mary, you know, with the, you know, the. The come here. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, I was kind of like thinking, wow, that's pretty shocking, you know. So there was still some gross out stuff out there. (laughs) That was before the show on MTV. But uh, but anyway, so the the pitch ended and then I, I, for whatever reason, thought this would be a good idea. I went and I lay down on the boardroom table in front of all of the top executives at MTV, pulled out (laughs) these two cans of shaving cream, and covered myself with shaving cream completely, my face, (laughs) and started thrashing around. Like, I used to like to thrash around a lot, like very violently. And after a pitch went well. After the pitch went well. (laughs) Thrashing around and I streaming, I want to be on MTV. I want to be on MTV. And then I got up and I... Took some shaving cream off my face, and I put a dollop of it <gasps> on the forehead of just the guy who looked like he was in charge, which oh, turned wow. out to be, uh, I just, like, like that, and was the whole the room time? was like, I mean, I was sensing the energy, like, I was getting laughs, you uh-huh. know, like, everyone was dying, they couldn't believe this was happening, and I, and, and I did that lightly, and it was Brian Graydon, who was the head oh. of the network, Oh no! and uh, then I left and got in the elevator, and everybody was clapping and laughing, and they called me the next day and said, yeah, we're picking up 10 episodes, you're moving to New York City, we got Jesus you an apartment, uh, you know, your friends can come with you, They've, they brought two of my friends down who were, you know, working on the show with me, Jesus got them man. apartments. Were the apartments nice, MTV? Very nice, okay. Midtown right. Manhattan, you know, oh, right, Even, right by MTV, right okay. around the corner. It was pretty, it was pretty crazy. There's an Jesus. excitement to getting an order, obviously, yeah. right? But, like, the way that it hit, I don't think people now, if they miss that, that time, yeah. like, that was, that, that kind of feels like that was pre-Chappelle show. Yeah, yeah. You well, know, what was great, It was pre-internet, really. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. I mean, there was, there was internet, but there was no video on the internet. Right. So, you know, the, the new thing was people were now downloading music off Napster. That was the only real access to content on the internet. Yeah. You know, like, like audio or video content was audio content. But so the only place you could watch a music video is on much music. The only place you could watch or, or MTV, yeah. Yeah. much music. The only place you could watch. So everybody watched MTV. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was while I remember it was like, uh, like the show basically had been on the air for a week. And I don't know if you remember, like MTV, they play like shows in blocks. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't know this was going to happen. They had like five shows on the air. There was like Celebrity Deathmatch, yeah. my show, Daria, Road Rules. Yes. 
You were on Road Rules. Yeah, season six. Oh, yeah, I forgot you were on Road I forgot, too, until you started talking about MTV. I just did some research. Okay. All right, Tom Green. Yeah, yeah. We were on the same network. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um I think you were a little more famous than me. <laughs> That's cool. That must have been, must have Just, been interesting being on, on Road Rules. But, oh, jeez. Uh, but uh, so there was, there was not many shows, and then they would run, like, my show, like, five times in a row. Yes. Oh, blocks right. all day. So the show was on, like, God. 25 times a week, 30 times a week. It was the uh, Impractical Jokers of that time. Yeah, it was yeah. just all day. All yeah. day. All, all day, day, Tom Green. I never really yeah. understood that or was expecting that kind of thing. But all I know is that the, the, the thing that was basically the thing that really freaked me out was about, I don't know, two weeks after the show was on the air, I got a call from Letterman, wanted me to be a guest on the show. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, then that fell through, and I didn't get to go on the show as a guest, but then I went on like a month later. So it was like literally like six weeks into the, into the, to being living in a New York. I was on, who I idolized. I idolized yeah. Letterman. I mean, that was my whole, my whole life was basically revolved around idolizing Letterman. You know? Yeah. So. Mm. Buying someone jewelry is usually a great experience all around. They get a beautiful gift, and you get the unforgettable moment of seeing the look on their face when they open it. The only tricky part, figuring out how to get the perfect piece at the best price. This is what I recommend for any jewelry purchase. Source it from BlueNile.com. Blue Nile offers thousands of independently graded diamonds and fine jewelry at prices significantly below traditional retail. They also offer peace of mind with every purchase with some of the highest quality standards in the industry. They're available 24-7 by phone or chat to answer technical questions and give recommendations for every budget. I know it can be overwhelming. I've been in that position. And what you want when you're getting into something like jewelry is an expert to help guide you along the way. You can feel great about your purchase because Blue Nile also offers a diamond price match guarantee. And just in case you're not satisfied, there's 30-day returns. Shop Blue Nile today and experience the ease and convenience of the original online jeweler. Go to BlueNile.com today. That's BlueNile.com. Order your alcohol with DoorDash today and drink in the savings. Use code YMH24 to get 25% off, up to $15 value on a $35 minimum subtotal on your next alcohol order for eligible users only. The alcohol selection on DoorDash is top shelf. With thousands of stores all over the country, you're sure to find what you're looking for and more. Beer, wine, mixers, mocktails, and more can be delivered straight to your door. Save up to 25% off, up to $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code YMH24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Terms apply. Must be 21 or older to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets amazing yeah Dude, this of course was me so too i loved him the, so loved oh you can play videos here oh slut mobile so it's it's like <laughs> there's there's slut mobile so i'm right I, so people can see this right now <laughs> yeah 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 if, uh, obviously that would be but obviously if you're listening you can't see it that's true yeah but this well, is on youtube so they can see it on youtube so, so this is like uh, my parents' place, <laughs> my, my house I grew up in. Uh, I lived there uh, at the time I was living there. I'd moved back into their house after college because I, I didn't have a job. <laughs> this is your poor dad. I was just editing videos all day. And there's my dad going to work in his, in his work clothes. 
And his trench coat, he looks like Inspector Gadget yeah, or something. Yeah, he does. This briefcase. And my dad was a military guy, so he was pretty, oh he was Canadian military, you know, yeah. we've got an army. Uh, and he just starts walking down the street. Yeah, but you see, he sort of starts to crack up here. Yeah. You, see, you see right around this moment, watch his face, you'll see. He sort of kind of realizes... Where are you going? <laughs> Some effort had been put in. <laughs> right, right here, I think. Why can't you take a car? You'll see. <laughs> You'll see him start to. There, there's. What? Yeah, he just. It's a present. He just for you doesn't guys. quite. It would be nice. It's a present. Believe. Washable or something. It's not. It's a. It's yeah, airbrushed. Right. Yeah. It cost me four hundred dollars to get it done. Yeah. So. <laughs> Cost me it did cost four hundred dollars. That was it the most did? expensive we m- amount of <laughs> bit we'd ever done. Because we had to do, we bought the, the way we did it was we bought a nineteen ninety two Honda Accord hood, and we we painted it in advance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was wondering, and That's then swapped clever. it in the middle of the night. So it was two hundred and fifty bucks for the hood, and like a hundred and fifty bucks for the That's paint very job. Very clever. Or I never like thought that. of that. Yeah, and then in the middle of the night we just swapped it out. Filmed until they got really angry, and then uh, and then uh, everything was fine. We swapped it back, and I still have the hood now to the states hanging oh. on my uh, wall in my garage. Here oh in Los yeah, Angeles. that's okay. Yeah. That's fantastic. You know what's yeah. so great about you, and and the whole way that Tom Green, not Tom Segura. Yeah, yeah, no, you're Tom not Segura. your personality's you know different. He's likable. Anyway, the point is, you're so goddamn likable, Tom Green. When you're doing horrible shit to people, mm, yeah, you have this gift of being somehow sweet and charming at the same time, and really rascally. I always it was feel so fun to watch. I feel like that's kind of like part of the like when I watch a lot of YouTube pranks these days. Some of them go to the place where it's very mean, you know. Yeah, yeah. and I feel like that's kind of where. <laughs> People don't, don't don't quite understand. Like that's where you lose the funny. You know, it's got to be it's got to be unjustified outrage. Like when people get mad at you, it's got to be somewhat unjustified. Mm-hmm. In this case, right. it's justified, but because they're my parents, it's different. It's different. But <laughs> yeah. if I did that to somebody else yeah. who weren't my parents and I didn't have that relationship, it would have been I would have been being mean by yeah. painting their car. Interesting. Because they're my parents, and there's it, so there's sort of a, 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 a sort of a, a subtle line you kind of walk with it. But my What's favorite part of this bit is like is like <laughs> the next moment actually. If yeah, you can play, we watch because it? Because I did not. Um, this was not planned. You know, I figured he was going to get mad, and we would that would be it. It's but then he then it was right at this moment. It's love. It's not obscene. Like it's it? love. Right at this moment, I realized, oh, my dad's waiting at the bus stop now with all the neighbors. So then I follow. Oh, right. And you, so that ended, this ends up being kind of like the funniest part of the bit, really. That's disgusting. Just let me in. Let's talk. This is insane. I mean, I worked so hard to make everybody happy. I hid in that box all night long. My mom has no intention of talking to me on camera yeah. about the slut. It's pretty graphic too. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's not a lot left to the imagination. Well, yeah. here they are. Next message. Anyways, so it's a little further ahead. But anyways, we go to the bus stop. And- Did you do that to our car? Yeah. It's really gross and disgusting. And I'm not impressed. Look at these video effects, too. Just another little horrible thing. Such a poor mom. Call things that don't belong to you. And it's making me sick. And I'm fed up with it. 
Dean, it's it's love. Those women are in love, Dad. My dad can't take the bus to work. I'm going to take the slut mobile to the bus stop. My dad's not embarrassed by his slut These are like all my neighbors. What? That thing better be It's it's permanent. It's like it is their faces. Yeah. Slutmobile. I mean, it's just your slutmobile. Right? It's just your slutmobile. Slut First of all, oh, look how I sweet your you mom is. Yeah. Lesbians. <laughs> and I thought you liked lesbians and, and sluts. And so I thought it would be a nice thing <laughs> to you. That's all. Whether or not it was funny or not, I thought you liked that kind of thing. What does that okay. even mean? That aside, now I know you don't like lesbians. I didn't say that. I don't want them on my car. <laughs> so you. So it's not that you have a problem with lesbians then. Oh my Unreal. god. That's so great. Are you an only you child? A, no. No, I have a, a younger brother. Yeah. And what is, what was he what's he like? Uh he's uh he he's he's a little bit more calm and uh reserved guy. What was the yeah. aftermath of like cameras off? <laughs> The next time you see them after the slutmobile. So, well, the aftermath were those answering machine messages. Uh-huh. Those were coming in. So, basically, what happened was we left the car parked there, mm-hmm. and we didn't do anything for a while. But I didn't. We didn't reveal to them right away that we had the hood that we could. Swap. When you say a while, a week? No, like 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 eight hours or okay okay like and my mother was leaving these answering machine messages remember this like this is also we didn't have cell phones then either right 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 this is like literally primitive days you know sure so but she would call my <laughs> landline that i had my own personal landline and leave a voice message and i would listen to it i you knew, remember how the world worked then like you would you would kind of i mean Memorize phone numbers. Well, yeah, you you would, you would, that was how you stayed in touch with people. Like yeah. if if I left, I knew my mother wanted to talk to me. I didn't have a cell phone, so I would go to a pay phone, put a quarter in it, <laughs> call my voicemail, and check if my mother had called and left an angry message. And sure <laughs> enough, she had. And then I called ten minutes later, and she'd left another one and another one. And so as the day <laughs> went on, she left five, and and I was sitting there, you know, with my friends who we were sort of wrote the show together, and and we we're thinking, well, we can't, we can't. Uh, Go tell her that the hood's, you know, that we can fix it right away until she stops leaving these awesome messages. Yeah, <laughs> not too good. Yeah. <laughs> so we just kind of waited. And she was really mad because her her mother and her uh, sister were coming to visit that day. <laughs> so she was terrified that they were going to see this on, on the, the slut mobile. Yeah, so... so uh, yeah, then sort of <laughs> put her out of her misery at the end of the day and just went and took the car up to the shop and swapped the hood out. And, oh, my and gosh. That. Yeah. I see. I yeah. can't last eight hours, like, making people freak. I'd give in within 20 minutes. But I'm just kidding. I'm yeah. kidding, you know? Yeah, but, it was It was kind of, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was it, I, I kind of have this relationship with my parents where joking like that, like, was kind of a kind of acceptable i mean like they they i could tell they thought it was they would watch the show every week mm-hmm. so it would so the show aired live it was live on thursday night on this public access station called rogers cable in in ottawa mm-hmm. so every thursday night i would run around all week and film these clips and thursday night i'd go sit in a studio and we'd go live 
and we'd trade the clips back and I'd have local guests on and things like that. But um, they would watch, you know, so and they would always kind of laugh at themselves afterwards. But it was just sort of in the so we had to kind of up the ante a little bit every time. Did your dad laugh (laughs) eventually about that incident? Oh, yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they 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 did. And uh, I mean, it kind of it kind of. uh, So the 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 we went to New York and they thought the pranks were done. And then we had this prop budget now from MTV. And I flew back to Canada without telling them that I was coming back. We had the MTV prop department come with us, prop designers. We like flew back to Ottawa with like a crew of like 12 people or something like that without telling my parents I was back in town. We were there for a few days without my parents even knowing I was there. Built these uh, statues of my parents having sex (laughs) (laughs) out of like, you know, plaster and stuff like they were really oh like, i think they cost like five thousand dollars to make or something oh my like that. god you know, mtv money you know and uh put them on the front lawn of their house That's and right. you know there was like a, a you know, hose <laughs> running up my dad's leg and water squirting out of where it's supposed to and you know all over everything and um they were furious about that one. So that was the line that it crossed into, <laughs> into like, lawsuit type of thing. Really? They talked about lawsuit. Like, that was the first time it got to that place where we got back to New York. They called and left a message on the answering machine. An answering machine. They had an answering machine at MTV. They left a message saying, you know, if, if, if you, my, my dad said, uh, what was it? He said, uh, if you air that clip we're going to sue you MTV bastards for $1 million, was his quote. Wow. And and, it was his threat. And uh, so MTV said I couldn't air the clip. This was all like the first couple of months of doing the show. And uh, I wasn't allowed to air that clip of the sex statues. (laughs) And MTV wasn't going to let me air it unless my parents signed a release form. My parents were like, literally, my mother was not talking to me. And like right when that happened, I told the, I told the story a few times, but not, not too many times. But like, so I don't know if, you, if I've ever told you this story, but right before, um, uh, you know, my mother was not talking to me and they were literally, I actually think they were considering some sort of legal thing because mm-hmm. I, I didn't realize like my mother is kind of conservative. Like mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. And so... You know, I've been doing these pranks for a few years now, but it was this sort of the sexual mm. undertone or yeah. overt sexual nature of the bit that really, really embarrassed her, you know, mm. and, and she was really, really, really mad and upset. Um, and I felt bad, uh, but it was hilarious. The bit was hilarious. I mean, it really was hilarious. <laughs> so I did want to air it. And I kind of felt like my mother was overreacting because like, you know, it's just, it's just a statue. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not, it's... But, um, so, uh, things were getting really bad, and then it was just weirdest timing, but, and this is how weird the show was, sort of, to talk about how weird it was. Oprah calls the show and wants to book my parents and I on her Mother's Day special. What? Oh, my God. So, I call my mother. I've been living in New York for maybe two months. She's not talking to me. My dad... I say, Dad, put Mom on the phone. Let me let her listen. I say, Oprah wants us to go on a Mother's Day special. You know, she wants to play the slut mobile. She wants to play painting the house. 
you know, and uh, and she's got this whole plan to apologize to you guys on my behalf. And so she, she of course, was very impressed. You know, everybody's mom loves Oprah, right? Yeah. So, so we flew to Chicago, did the show. Oprah then surprises me and them and gives them... Uh, all expenses paid two week cruise to Tahiti. Okay. <gasps> wow. The whole audience, you know, cheers, like, you know, when she gives away stuff. And then, uh, and then. Um, That's cool. And then that night at dinner, uh, you know, I pulled the release form out of my back pocket and uh, <laughs> they signed and uh, the uh, sex statue uh, bit aired on MTV. And that's all it took. <laughs> that's all it took. Thank you, Oprah. Thank you very Just much. Yeah. Oprah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Jesus. Yeah. But um, yeah, so. Yeah, those they were crazy times. But you know, I guess it was you know, look, I mean, I mean, it was uh, it was a very strange time because you know, uh, you know, I I I I I sometimes admit like, you know, I'm trying I'm trying to find an ex- well, I'm, I'm trying to find a way to like talk about my feelings about that period because you know you know i don't know if, i don't know if you have regrets in life you know yeah I, you know i mean i i I've, I've i've started like hearing people talk about like oh you know uh don't have regrets because every failure is actually something that you learn from and then uh, you learn from that and that makes you who you are and all that so i'm start trying to like tell myself that like mm-hmm. you know but um but you know, like it is kind of a mind fuck, you know, like like going through that because sure. all of a sudden you're thinking, okay, shit, like, you know, I'm on Oprah and Letterman, and uh, you know, they asked me to host Saturday Night Live, right? I'm, I was directing my movie Freddie Got Fingered, yeah, and uh, that I wrote. Love it. I'd never written a movie, you know. I don't yeah. know how to write a movie, but for some reason, like I thought, oh. I'm going to write a movie as opposed to go do a, a perfectly good movie that other people who are professional movie writers make that are asking me to do. And I'm like so like naive and like overconfident that I'm actually going to myself, oh, no, 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 I don't want to do your movie that's like professional and like, you know, well-made and like really, really good because that's not my kind of comedy. You know, I, right. I, I, I'm doing something different here. And I mean, my friend sit down in a room with sure. absolutely no knowledge of how to write a movie right. and go, we're going to make the craziest fucking movie ever made, right? And so we go to this movie and you sort of, you know, are running on this sort of like adrenaline excitement and a, and a bit of like kind of fear because you're kind of go like, shit, like, I hope nobody like figures out that I actually don't know how to make a movie. Of course. They're, they're just, they're, we're making it. You know? But are you and, saying that that's your regret then? No, I think I think I like so I think to myself sometimes I think like okay, if I had been less naive, maybe I would have done things differently and who knows what would have would have been different, you know, like you know, but uh but uh you know, I think I think I would have I wish I could have just sort of gone with the flow a little bit more at some times. Like when I hosted Saturday Night Live, you know, there was a bit of like I don't know if you call it controversy, but there's some people were kind of like, you know, kind of, I don't know, a little pissed at me over there, I think. Because of your status? Well, no, what happened was I went to Saturday Night Live and I thought, okay, well, I had my friend Derek and my friend Sean, Mm -hmm. friends from high school, and they're writers on my show. You know, we're all friends. We're not 
really writers. You know, we're calling ourselves writers now, but you know, we're not really writers at the time. Now, now they are writers. Actually, they've, they've got both got big careers as writers and television up in Canada. And but at the time, we weren't really writers. We were just friends, and we yeah. started the show, and everything was going great. And Saturday Night Live asked me to come host it, and I'm like completely like flabbergasted that I'm getting to host Saturday Night Live and nervous as, sh- as shit about it, you know? And then I say, uh, I say to, you know, Saturday Night Live, I say, is it all right if my friends come and help me write some clips, some bits for the show? So they're like, yeah, sure. So they open up a little office and uh, for my two friends and I, and we go down this is not what you're supposed to do, though, when you host Saturday Night Live. You're supposed oh. to go down and be friends with everybody yeah. and go meet with all the writers and, and, and do the bits. But I had this idea in my head, like, oh, no, we're going to make like, a crazy episode of Saturday Night Live, you know? Ah. Right. And so I thought everybody would think that that was really cool. But I guess some people thought like that I was like like kind of being disrespectful or something like that. Yeah, but... Because I wanted to make the show like really, really crazy, you know? That's who you were, though. Yeah, and yeah. You didn't so know. I think to myself, oh, maybe it would have been better if I just went in and did the sketches that they wrote and, and, and had fun. Did you do none of the sketches they wrote? I did a, uh, quite a few of them, yeah, yeah. But I, I did also, like, we also wrote a bunch of sketches that they let go on the air, and they were like really fucking weird sketches, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I don't <laughs> even know if they were actually considered could be considered sketches, to be honest with you. Like, it was like, you know, you know, one was uh, me and Will Ferrell dressed up as eagles, and uh, we're in front of a uh, green screen, and there's like a, a, a eagle's nest behind us, and we're in these elaborate eagle costumes. And uh, Jimmy Fallon is at on the stage, you know, with another green screen, and he's looking through binoculars at the eagles, and then it cuts to us as the eagles, and then we basically... You know, like fly up into the audience. We go up into the audience and then we like chew up carrots and like spit them into each other's mouths or something like that. You know? Yeah, but I mean, I love it. I'm on board. Uh, Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. So, you know, it was weird shit like that. And uh, so then another thing that happened was okay, so you do a rehearsal show and um, and, uh, they do a bunch of sketches that don't end up on the actual show. Because, uh, you know, you, you do more sketches. And so I, I, one of the sketches in the rehearsal show was, um, oh, shit, I just forgot what I was going to say. There was, there, was, there, was, uh, there was some sketch we did in the, in the rehearsal show that was just really. They got cut. You're talking about eagles, yeah, yeah, carrots. Yeah. Okay, anyways, I, there's, there's, there's a lot of stories about this show that I had a major mental block there right there. Oh, yeah. that's okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll come, it'll come yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah. it'll come. But, you, you know, I, I hear you. I, but I think part of your success and the fact that you're a pioneer doing this stuff, it is your ability to be so tunnel vision and to really see and know what you were great at. I think my mental block just now was I started feeling weird talking about myself. Oh. Oh. Well, we're loving <laughs> we it. We love it. Yeah. But the kidding? point is, that's the point of this, right? Like, it's, we're, yes. it's, a, it's a podcast. Yes. yes. Where I'm, see, I'm here to talk about myself. I'm yeah. really dying to hear this yeah. We love these stuff. We love these it. Yeah, yeah. You know, you kind of, I get self-conscious sometimes because, you know, it's like, you know, fuck off, buddy. No. <laughs> that's just, you're <laughs> just being Canadian. Yeah. So. Talking about himself. But, like, you know, it was, um, yeah, it was... Uh, there, 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 one sketch. Let me let me let me tell you a couple of sketches. <laughs> one sketch was. I want to see this SNL episode. There actually, was, there was one sketch where I get in um, a bathtub with Lorne Michaels, <laughs> and they had like uh, 
a sketch written for us. This was a pre-taped sketch. And uh, so we did the sketch. And then when the sketch was done, I said to Lauren Michaels, uh, Lauren, can I try improvising something? This is a pre-tape, right? And it's all, everyone's all nervous on the set, too. It's all quiet and sort of everyone's pretty intense on the set over there for some reason. Um, very serious. And uh, he said, oh, okay, sure, Tom. So I, like, do this. I just basically start thrashing around. There was no <laughs> sketch. I just start thrashing around. There was a rubber ducky, and I'm like, ducky, 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 splashing, water splashing. And I go on and on and on and on. And then I just stop. And then Lauren goes, like, Lauren had some line that he threw out there, and it was, and it killed. He had a funny line that was sort of making fun of me for being an idiot. And then that, that ended up running, you know. So then I guess some of the writers who wrote the sketch that didn't, like, end up actually running because this thing that I improvised I just think people started getting like kind of like bummed that I was like running around mm. doing all this yeah improvising and shit you know yeah people but get precious about, yeah I mean that's that's what get, oh, that, I, I remember the I remember the story that I was, yeah 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 I here it is the story I was going to tell when um when I got self-conscious about talking about myself too much <laughs> and forgot what the story was so there's uh in the rehearsal show uh this show, this sketch actually ended up airing. In the rehearsal show, there was a sketch where I play a wizard. This was one of the ones that they wrote. It was Will Ferrell, Molly Shannon, and myself. And I'm a wizard. I think we're all wizards or something like that. And for whatever reason, they have me holding a pot belly pig, a live pot belly pig. And um, I have like one line in the sketch, a couple of lines, and then Will Ferrell, it's sort of a monologue for Will. And um, I noticed in the rehearsal show that, like, if you hold the pig and your finger just sort of lightly grazes its stomach, mm-hmm. it starts squealing like a like a maniac, like it's the craziest. And the, and the trainer comes up and says, "Oh, oh don't don't touch its stomach. It, they, they they go crazy when they do that. And it's like literally sounds like you know, you know, it sounds like it's you know not doing well, but yeah. it's, it doesn't hurt it or anything like that. But it's like." Like really crazy, really loud, you know? So I go like, note to self, don't do that in the rehearsal show. Save it for the live show. Because I'm like, I like when things go wrong on television. Sure. And, you know, I don't think they like that at Saturday Night Live. No, no. I like it when things get a little like fucked up, right? Yeah. Because to me, that's when like you sort of see like, you know, you know, some, some confusion and stuff. So then the, the live show happens, and we go on, and, and, you know, of course, the sketch starts, and I immediately begin to sort of lightly caressing its stomach, <laughs> and the thing just screams through the—and we're live, and the thing screams through the whole, the whole uh, sketch. And, um, you know, I mean, I thought it was pretty funny, but uh, I, don't know if they, I don't know if they like that too much. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if they like that too much. And so, like, I kind of like when I say like oh, I have some regrets, and because I was naive, right? Yeah. So now, you know, twenty years later or whatever, or eighteen years later, or whatever it is, you know, I look back and go like, oh, you know, maybe I shouldn't have been a shit disturber there in that moment mm. because, like, maybe you know, like, you know, people like you know think I'm an asshole or something like that because I made the pig squeal. Yeah. When when you know, uh, so you know, it's like you know, you know, things like that. But I also feel like that's, I mean, what you're talking about too is just like comes with age and yeah. maturing and yeah. you, you know, you having the perspective you have now, yeah. it just, it nah. doesn't make sense then. Now nah. you know? I say, fuck them, Tom Green. Yeah. You did the right thing. You know why? 
that was your brand. That's who they fucking hired. That's that was your thing, yeah. and you went in being you to a hundred percent. You know what I mean? They, I they you, knew yeah. what they were getting. You mentioned in your email when you invited me that you thought I was a, a nice person. The right? nicest. Yeah. So you know, I appreciate that. But I think part of the reason why I'm a nice person <laughs> is because maybe I feel like I have to compensate for maybe having oh. been an asshole at some point, you know, like oh, when I was younger, like maybe, you know, maybe when I, you know, made that pig squeal and fucked up that sketch, like maybe I shouldn't have done that. Maybe oh. I'd better be nice to people. Now. Oh, okay. And I learned from that, you know. Do you think that people so, have that, um, you know, from watching the sketches and knowing your persona that there's a little, they have a little bit of apprehension or fear. Yeah. Like, is this guy going to be a dick? Is uh-huh. he going to fuck with me? Yeah. They do, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, it's a, took me a while to figure that out because sometimes I thought sometimes I perceive it as like people might not like me or something but then then I think maybe they're just worried that I'm going to pull a dead raccoon out of my pants and throw it at them or something like that so yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean I get very nervous around you know people that I you know I get nervous when I meet you guys you know for the first time I'm like what am I going to say you know yeah and I get nervous when I go to the comedy store and and you know you're backstage and there's Oh, you know, David Spade's going on, you know, and yeah. I'm like, oh my God, like there's David Spade right there, you know, I'm kind of nervous, you know, sure. you know, so, and that doesn't really go away. I did this, you know, internet show, you know, like this, uh, for years in my living room a few years ago and interviewed tons of people. And I honestly think I kind of stopped doing it cause it was, I had too much anxiety about having to meet the people that were coming up. Like, I'm like, <laughs> Oh shit! We invited Val Kilmer and he's coming. Yeah. Holy shit! I'm gonna have to sit with Val Kilmer for an hour. oh my god! I don't, what the fuck am I gonna yeah. do? You know, and then I ended up having anxiety about it all week. Yeah, you know, so I just kind of like now I just my podcast. I just walk around, you know, just talking to a microphone by myself. Yeah, well, that's yeah. interesting. So, do you think that I don't know? I'm just throwing it out there. Do you think that that's why maybe you would sort of you know, attack people, not attack people, but you're the one that kind of threw out that to prevent I think I had, anxiousness. You I know think I, mean? I definitely have sort of a, you know, when, when you, when I was a kid, I was like super skinny kid, you know, we were, I was an army brat, so we'd move every year. I was oh. always very insecure about, you know, myself. And I think that was sort of my self-defense mechanism was like trying to be like outrageous and, yeah. right. and you know, like, so, oh, you know, you can't make fun of me in the hallway because I just crashed into a garbage can and yes. like, you know, f- you know, fell into a bookshelf, you know? Sure. And obviously, I did it on purpose. So now you can't you make know, fun you of can't make fun uh, of me for being I, an idiot yeah, because yeah, yeah. Uh, clearly I'm trying to be an idiot. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So I, was, I, I mean, moving does that. I remember I yeah. moved a lot as a kid too. Yeah, and it's uh, especially like when you start to come into you know that like twelve, thirteen, fourteen year old age. Why'd right? you move so much? Born I, in Cincinnati. Yeah. We moved, moved a lot. Uh, well, you were in Florida. You were in uh, Minneapolis, Minneapolis and, Milwaukee. Uh, yeah. And different research. schools sometimes within those cities. Yeah. You know? Why did you move so much, though? My dad was just getting uh, promoted within the company he was working in. Okay, and, cool. And so they would just, you know, he would just, we would just move. But yeah. God, those, those, I, like, those feelings resonate with me about being moving around. Yeah. And, and the older I got, I feel like the harder those moves were. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah. Like we moved middle of my freshman year of high school. Yeah, yeah. That shit sucked. See, we stopped, I stopped moving when I was seven. So, oh. Yeah, we moved to Ottawa when I was seven, and then I stayed there. So, yeah. So I just moved every year. Before that. Before that. Oh yeah. First God. grade, second grade. Oh, my Wait, God. How do you feel? I, I, we, got, we almost tapped on this earlier, but how do you feel about, because I do feel like you really um, laid the groundwork for a certain style of comedy that I feel like is very much yours, you know? Um, when you do you feel like sometimes you're like, oh, like this person's doing kind of my thing? Like Yeah. Yeah. I mean I I mean I I, I honestly like Does it feel cool that like you're getting It's a tough one to answer because like I know everybody. Yeah. And you know, everybody that does it blatantly, you know, has expressed to me that they're fans of mine uh-huh. and I'm fans of theirs too. Yeah. And we're friends. Um, and I get asked about this, you know, when I do press, when I'm on the yeah. road, people ask me yeah. about all the shows and, you know, I, 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 I have a problem with it when they do the exact bit. Yeah. Doing the same bit. Is- and there's a lot of people that have done every one of my bits. There's a few, there's a couple of shows, mm-hmm. big shows. Everyone knows probably who I'm talking about. They've done every single one of my bits, like the exact bit. Like painted the parents' house, you know, put the animals in the house, you know, you know, went out and, you know, pretended they were, you know, so, so when I see them doing the exact bit, for me, it's, it's a little hard to, that's not paying homage because it's like, I go like, I remember when we came up with that, my friends and I came up with painting my parents' house Uh and thinking to ourselves, okay, shit, like. No one's ever fucking done that before. Yeah. Painted their parents' house yeah. and filmed it and got their yeah, reactions. Dude. Like no one's ever done that before. Like so we were always trying to come up with things that nobody had ever done before. That was literally the mantra. Like we're looking, you know, like for you know, like like sucking milk out of a cow's udder, for instance. Not something like that is probably one of my cleverest bits, but you know, I saw somebody big show last week on Instagram doing that. And I'm like, exactly. You know, I'm like, okay, let's, you know, if you want to do that exact bit, that's fine. But I feel it's a little bit, uh, a little bit weird. Yeah. That's yeah. a little odd. Yeah. I was- it's, it's like everybody gets really, really uptight in stand up when somebody like, you know, Oh, they both did a bit about like landlines. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You know, that guy t- totally yeah. stole that bit where it's like, well, you know yeah. what I mean? That's sort of like, we both remember them. Man. Yeah, yeah. 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 But when it's like shot for shot, you know, the same thing, you that's know, totally you different. Know? And, and, and when there's, when there's, you know, not dozens, but like literally like, you know, almost you know, there's a hundred bits that sure. are exactly the same. You start to go, well, that's, that's kind, kind of, of unfair, you know. But um, then at the same time, you know, I've, I've gone through phases of how I deal with this emotionally. Uh-huh. Initially, I was angry about it yeah. when I first started seeing that. Sure. And then I got tired of being angry about it. Mm-hmm. So I started, you know, being more kind of like, oh, yeah, we're all, you know, doing the, we're all inspired by things. And then lately, I'm kind of a little bit more like, no, I'm just going to talk about it. You know? Yeah, you yeah. Know, I'm just going to talk about it, you know, because I, I, look, I, 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 you know, my line for a few years when asked about this was, you know, um, you know, I was inspired by Letterman, right? Letterman sure. would yell out of his office with a megaphone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then I wanted to go out in the street with a megaphone, right? So that's kind of a... I got you. You know, a, a borrowed thing. But it's a, it's a little different when it's like, 
You know. Bit for a bit, a planned out thing yeah. is, is yeah. different. Yeah, yeah, you've been straight jack, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, but it's, <laughs> it's straight. It's, but it's like you know, I don't. I don't like to uh, uh, appear bitter about it. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll tell you one thing that I, I just realized, like in sitting here talking to you about that, that I feel like the feeling that um, most excited me that I still I think probably is what clicks with people too about that time about fucking with your parents is how much joy so many of us get from fucking with our own parents. Yeah. And that's really like seeing your dad's face when he saw the slutmobile. <laughs> what what happens to me uh-huh. is that I feel like I'm looking at kind of a representation of all of our parents. That guy. Yeah. Kind of a conservative guy, probably a good person, does the right thing, and they're they're good examples to us. Like my parents, they're good people. Yeah. But I know they're good people. And I know what their sensibility is, and I know where their lines are. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody kind of gets a thrill out of poking your parents. Like, I still yeah. love upsetting my parents to a degree. Yeah. You know, I love getting that reaction. I love calling my mom and just burping mm-hmm. on the phone and have her be like, ah, you're so disgusting. Mm-hmm. And, I, and hearing, hearing her disappointment in mm-hmm. me being gross <laughs> is a thrill yeah. still to this day. Yeah. You know, and I feel like. <laughs> What you did with that kind of represented that to all of us watching it. Like, oh, yeah, like it's ups- like something to upset your parents. And you know how you can push them and you know where you can push them. Exactly. And you know that ultimately, <laughs> even if you push them a little bit too far, you know. It's okay. They're not going to yeah, that's call true. the cops, probably. Yeah. I sent my mother, um, she was like, I sent her a picture of our baby and she wrote back, it's so beautiful. And then I sent her a picture of... Um, an elephant reaching into, or it was a, a gif, you know, reaching into another elephant's ass, <laughs> pulling out a piece of shit and eating it. That happens in yeah, the world? That, I guess that's that happens. That happens. That's in the something world? that happens because there's a little, there's a gif of it. So elephants aren't as smart as everyone's. <laughs> <laughs> I thought. And she got, she was like, you know, she's like, this is a new low even for you. And like, it was like a little bit of a rant and it made me laugh so hard. Yeah. So then I just looked up more animal shit things and just Cause sent it's, them it's to It's like her. when you send stuff like that to your mother, it's, it's, it's funny because she's, <laughs> she's offended on multiple levels yeah. one level she's offended by what you sent but then she's also offended that you would send that to your mother yeah to and her. then she's yeah. offended yeah. that she <laughs> didn't do her job as a mother yeah. to have somebody yeah. that would do this <laughs> yeah. to their yeah. mother yeah. 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 you know what it reminds me of <laughs> it feels like ellis we have a two and a half year old kiddo and yeah. he loves to go into my purse and get out the the brightest red lipstick and paint the walls like and we've caught him doing it and he knows to get my attention. All yeah, he's got to uh-huh. do is go to the purse. Uh-huh. Oh, mommy. And, and at look you. at me like, I'm going to fucking do this. And then uh-huh. I yell at him and he runs away with the purse and it's a fun game uh-huh. we play. Uh-huh. So is this what this is? A little bit of like, <laughs> look at me, mommy. I might be he's naughty. He's already painting your house. He's oh, already yeah. painting Oh, yeah, right, yeah. right. Oh, Future shit. prankster on your hands. <laughs> how about this guy? You think this is a Tom Green fan here? Yeah, hey. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you already know what time it is. You already know my motherfucking name. First day out. Let's get it. First day out. <laughs> I ain't playing no motherfucking games. I'm back on that block slipping and yeah. flipping that motherfucking cocaine. I'm Brian Silver. Ooh. I got these gold chains around my neck and these diamonds in my ears. Speaking yeah. that foo foo lane shit, I send some shots and make you fucking disappear. Da-da-da. <laughs> we wow, haven't seen him in a that's while. That's pretty dope. Who's that? That's Brian Silva. Oh yeah, he's that... got a, a big Instagram following. <laughs> right. uh, nice. Uh, online, he talks a lot of shit, as you can see. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, this is uh, apparently he got locked up for something. No. So, yeah, yeah. This is this is his literal first day out. So what? he's one of your. 
He's one of your regular callers, or uh, <laughs> we've we've featured him before. Yeah, um, yeah, we've he's a him. he's a star of your mom's does he, house. Does yes. he like interact with the with the show here? No, he's not one who no, interacts. No, um, yeah, this the best thing is that he's this was his first day out, and on his first day out video, he announced that he's selling cocaine. Oh, very. You don't know my trademarks. Some motherfucking trying to take my shit. Guess what, bitch? You ain't nothing but a motherfucking trick licking. Shit off my motherfucking feet. I'm yeah. back. Exactly. Y'all go ahead and tell a motherfucking friend. Juno Award nominee, you're yeah. thinking or no? Yeah, I'm back. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, would yeah. would he have made it in the group? <laughs> yeah, he would have, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he would have. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I'm looking at my Glock no. 40 in the AK 47 that make your head do a motherfucking backflip. Is this yeah. what you rapped about? You know, uh, Kinda. I mean, our, our, we were pretty nerdy. I mean, we were much nerdier than this guy. This guy's got the tats, the gold, the yeah. cocaine. You know, we didn't. We didn't have the. I cocaine. think some people might call him a culture vulture. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, culture vulture. We yeah. Were, yeah. We were okay. like, appropriating. We were more trying oh. to be like Beastie Boys, oh, right? Yeah. But uh, but we were kind of kind of staying in your lane, very in your can- white lane. We were very Canadian too, <laughs> yeah. though. We weren't even from Toronto. That's how you know we're right, from right, Ottawa. Right. You know, it was like the least hardcore place to be from. But you guys were celebrated uh you know we had a, we had a we had you know again like we were kind of nerdy you know mm-hmm. um and uh you know i i i made all these songs and we i managed to convince a&m records canada to give us this record deal unbelievable when the record came out we're in toronto <laughs> we went and did a show in toronto and you know the hardcore toronto urban hip-hop community which exists and is real and was 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 not happy that that this sort of uh you know uh, nerdy white group from ottawa got a record deal i'm sure you know when you know where did we come from kind of thing and uh, we did this show once in toronto and you know we had a song it was called check the or was the name of our song check the or check the organized rhyme was there anybody remember mm-hmm. And it was like the song was the the chorus was check the or you like it so far right nerdy right <laughs> and uh, so then you know we went and performed at the show and this other rap group went on before us and they were like they had guns okay and they yeah. were they, they they revealed the guns Damn. like we saw the guns and this is Canada like nobody's got guns in Canada right but these guys had guns and they were they, their rap was fuck the or we hate it so far right they did before us right and there's Whoa. like a, a total beef thing. <gasps> And then we w- then we went on stage and performed in front of this you know all hip hop crowd. And um, how'd you do? We were basically the only white people there, basically, and, and which is fine. But it was like you know, and half the audience did not like. I have so us. much anxiety right now. Yeah. Half the audience Actually, liked us because they were sort of down with our crew because we got signed with this band called the Dream Warriors, which were you know a real band in Toronto that were popular. Uh, but then the other half, like it was sort of like rival gangs and stuff, you know, we have that in Canada. A guy was pointing a gun at me while I was on stage. Oh my God. And I was trying to be like, and it had, I remember it had, it had tape on it. Oh my God. Cause he'd probably used it so much that it broke. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and then, then they were, people were grabbing me while I was on stage and pulling me into the crowd and punching me in the head basically Jesus. and we kept rapping we did this whole thing it was it was, it was at this uh, it was called the barbecue it was what it was called and it was uh, basically this underground like hip hop uh, you know venue 
And uh, then we had to get like sort of like rushed through the crowd after everyone's taking punches at us and stuff. It was it was pretty cool. Jeez. It actually felt very exciting at the time. But uh, I have a feeling like if I looked like that guy, they might have been more acceptive. Maybe acceptive. I ain't fucking that guy's a little more hardcore. Tricks. I'm back. Yeah, I always said it once. I ain't gonna say it a motherfucking again. I got these motherfucking foo ass motherfuckers yeah. hitting on me on my motherfucking page, saying all this dumb ass bullshit ass yeah. shit. That's some yeah. shit I ain't do about some bitch on Doctor Phil, man. Yeah. Fuck that shit. I was in motherfucking prison, nigga. Yeah, well, there you go. You know what's so it's, neat? It, yeah, yeah. dropped a big word he there. He did a big word, but yeah. that his art has evolved. Yeah. Remember the first time we met Brian Silva? Yeah. He was just yeah, and he was shirtless, but he. So I have a funny question to ask you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we had, what kind of porn do you like, Tom? We discovered uh, these. these we, we did a, a weird porn segment last. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. And that was uh, uh, that's race porn, race play porn. Have you heard of okay. this? No, no. This no. where uh, this is where they have. Uh, we'll play it for them. Uh, this is where, oh okay. I'll just play the full clip. Oh. So I have a funny question to ask you guys. Uh, uh. Is it cool if I say the N-word? It turns me on. Hell yeah, you can say the N-word. I'm your nigga all day. Because <laughs> I love nigger dick. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty okay. intense. It's a yeah. funny question, right? <laughs> that's that's yeah. why. I, well, yeah. It's, yeah. There you have it. It's funny, <laughs> funny that it starts with, I have a funny <laughs> question. It's, so I have a funny question. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right it's word. It's interesting that we're living in a world now where like, you can sort of instantly access a soundbite of virtually any combination of words, no matter how unlikely. Yeah. yeah. And it's all immediately at your fingertips. There was yeah. also um, there was, uh, uh, 9-11 porn. <laughs> wow. U.S. military forces are, are on the way. Wow. Okay. 9-11 porn. Yeah. Yeah. And there's Osama. And I don't want to see how this ends. <laughs> I think you do. <laughs> oh, I'll be looking it up later. Uh, alone, yeah. but. Uh, there was uh, disabled porn, uh, which is a, a, apparently a huge genre. Yeah. With, I mean, there's everything from stumps. And, um, you know, uh-huh. canes to uh-huh. Uh-huh. completely uh, people who have zero yeah. ability to move. Yeah. And yeah. somebody that doesn't sound right. Doesn't uh, servicing them. Yeah. yeah. And then and then there's like, I got to go pee pee in my die die. Oh, OK. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So you just like literally go there on the show. Right. Like this is, yeah, this like, is, this is you sort this of is ramped it. up to this. Huh? <laughs> you didn't come out of the gate with the diaper porn, but uh, we're well, sort of. We were, we've uh, <laughs> loosened up a little bit now. I can't. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you've been here for yeah. over an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. What do you now do? the diaper porn. No, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's definitely like you know, I'm in a position here of I uh, have to really kind of figure like how am I supposed to react? You know, because right. like you know, but because because uh, yeah, it is kind of awesomely insane the world we're living in now. Isn't it's it? pretty yeah. crazy. Yeah, and uh, I don't think like you know. I mean, I talk about this too much about, you know, I'm 47. So, you know, I clearly have a very clear and real memory of no internet. You know, not no internet, but no video on the internet. Yeah. Sure. So, you know, you know, I was always very fascinated by crazy videos because there was very few of them. Of course. <laughs> so, you know, when I was in high school uh, or even elementary school. Faces of death. Right. Oh. Faces of death. Yeah. Right. Oh, so. Yeah. That was the only thing that was like weird, like that, you know. Or those, um, and they also had like weird, 
Or Spaces of Death, which was like kind of Mondo Kane was another one. Or, or, I remember, or, yeah. um, so but Bongo basically, Fiesta. but there was mixtapes of outrageous shit. And yeah. I love like yeah. James Brown interview right yeah. on yeah. CNN where he's coked out and he's like, right. yeah, 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 like yeah. Right. shit like that. And would cut together. People would pass around VHS pass around tapes. Yeah, yeah. was the one that, that who was pissing on some girl? Yeah, your breath smells like piss. Oh, Who was uh, that? the guy he. Uh, <laughs> he's like, I kiss you, but your breath smells like piss. Yeah, and that and was then, huge in my. And then he, he farted. Yeah. He farted in that girl's yeah. face yes. as she was blowing him. He was like, Oh, did I fart? And she's like, Yeah. And he's like, Yeah, that happens sometimes. It was what's the great guitar uh rock? Barry. Player? No. Chuck Barry. He, Jimmy Hendrix. Chuck Berry. It's Chuck Berry. It's Chuck Berry. Do I get mixed up with oh, Chuck yeah, Berry? Chuck, Chuck Berry yeah. had person. sex yeah. tapes yeah. that they yeah. they confiscated yeah. during a raid. Mm-hmm. It was a drug raid <laughs> uh, that the DEA did. Yeah. It was like a nonsense, I think, raid. Yeah. They found the, the VHS tapes were confiscated during the raid, mm. and then they got leaked. Yeah. And he liked, he was like, <laughs> he pissed on this girl. He's like, he pisses on her in the tape, and he's like, Damn, you smell like piss now. Yeah. Like, yeah, you just pissed on. Pee on her, dummy. <laughs> He's like, so, uh, it was, it was. No, he says, "I kiss you, but your breath smells like, like piss. piss." Yeah, and I was like, yeah. "That's the funniest well, so thing." So wait, ever no, heard. W- w- is that on the internet? Yeah, that's on the yeah. internet. That yeah. is now on the internet. Oh yeah, you want to oh. see it? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know. Like maybe, maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. No, okay, maybe. okay. Maybe I don't want to see it. <laughs> okay. But uh, if but you want to, I'll, I'll You just, described it well. No, I mean, no, I just, you, you I was going to say, you, why don't I just email you later? Yeah, just send it to me later. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to appear <laughs> as if I want to see it. I got you. Even though I do want, maybe want to see it later. Yeah, I'll email it to you. I don't want to be seen wanting to see it. You know, we were discussing right before you came, this guy who's clearly a kind of young guy is making a video uh, where he's reviewing strippers at, oh in detail. I hate uh-huh. this guy. And his stripper experiences. No, but she's like, one of the things she says is like, what compels someone to do this? And I go, well, you know, at, there's an age range, and I think it's about 17 to 22, where the testosterone is raging so intensely through us as men that in his mind, it's like, just talk about sex, even though I know it's not good to do it in this video but because i'm so over sex talking about it in some way is going to help me yep. maybe it'll lead to sex you know it's like he's just had an interaction with an ethiopian stripper name of alize she was you know we really danced we really grinded uh, i like girls who have you know i like to you know dry sex is fun it's uh it's fun i don't get a nut but you know get some contact with a pretty young lady. You know, she dropped down to her knees a few times and played with my dick through my shorts. Okay. Basketball shorts. (laughs) You're wearing basketball shorts (laughs) to the strip club? Mm. Yeah, I'm wearing basketball shorts to the strip club. It was fun. You know, I think she likes my dick. You know, I had a decent time. Right, okay. Well, you know, here's the thing, like... You know, guy's probably, what is he, in his 20s or something? Yeah, I mean, he looks He looks not as good because he he should definitely not rock the horseshoe at, at his age. He should just, you know, buzz it down. But he's going to, like, he's going to be 40 someday. Yeah. yeah. This video's going to be out there on the internet probably, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or is he, is he able to delete this? I no, no, no. We're not helping. Oh, I'm right. Sure. No, it's, yeah. it's permanently yeah. on your it's, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... He might not have been thinking of that, that he was going to go viral. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and uh, there's going to be a lot of people 
with a lot of regret. I think oh so. in the gosh. world in about 20 years from now. It used to just be people in porn. Would yeah. be like, oh, I, yeah. I have a video that I hope no one sees. Yeah. And now here's the thing, though, is the fact that there's so many people with so many videos that they're going to regret just going to kind of lessen yeah. our access to shame. Yeah. Well, there it's was collective like, yeah, shame. Exactly. Every, no, there's no yeah. shame in the culture anymore. Everybody's right. oversharing all the fucking time, yeah. which is interesting what you were saying in the 90s. I mean, before the internet, yeah, there was just like a handful of these weirdos and you cherish this weird crap. Yeah. And now you're like, is everybody mentally ill? Like, are most people just fucking nutty and we didn't know it? Yeah. Well, even it's like that weird. public like uh, you know, decorum, the way that even like the president talks and you know handles himself and does press Mm -hmm. it's a total shift and it's also maybe it's shifted things permanently because everything used to be very i mean even honestly until a couple years ago the president would say things very structured yeah it would feel like a rehearsed yeah almost always position it was as if he uh you know knew what he was talking about or something (laughs) (laughs) right and now it's just he's you know he's just like i don't give a fuck yeah, <laughs> it's like the idiocracy. Well, it's, it's sort of like uh, you know, uh, the only way to break through, I guess, the the din of all of this information now is to say something wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, is to sort of essentially do something shocking. Um, but like, I, I kind of like, I, I, I agree. Like, it's kind of like it's so there's so much of it now. Yeah, in a way, it's kind of why I sort of stop doing videos like even though i may may do an, another this is empty now but i don't know i may do another version of uh, my show by the way i'm, I'm really I'm not yeah i'm not uh, i'm not actually able to announce it officially yet but i am talking to a fun little television channel about bringing back the tom green show in some yeah. capacity dude that would be so awesome but it's going to be interesting because it is a different you know a different world now you know like you know it's like you said like you know we, we can watch you know you know all of this crazy stuff now. So I think that's kind of big, was a big motivator for me to actually start doing stand up again, you know, because I, fe- I realized like that's something that you can't just sort of, you know, people can't just copy that. You yeah. Know? You know, it's, 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 uh, you know, you have to get up on stage and you have to be able to do it, you know? Yeah. So um, that's why I, I think I've actually been really kind of, you know, really focusing and enjoying doing stand up. Like that's that's a pretty, much, you, pretty much all I do now. Is I just travel, do stand up. Like I, 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 next week, I'm in New Jersey. Next where are you? Week. At Stress Factory. I'm at Stress Factory. I'm in Providence, Rhode Island, for a one nighter. Then I have Stress Factory. Then I'm at Governors for one nighter. Nice. And I'm in Boston, Long Island, Boston at Laugh Boston coming up. And uh, I wouldn't tell you this if, it, if I just wouldn't bring this up. You're probably the, the only guy that took a break from stand up that I hear people comics compliment all the time oh yeah yes well that's nice to hear thank you for telling me that absolutely yeah and i remember when you started like really doing spots uh, probably a few years ago right like when you you know you've been you've been at it again for a while now but when you really seven or eight years yeah yeah i would say maybe like four years ago yeah um i I, you know you hear in in green rooms people like you know tom green started doing stand-up again and you're like yeah how is it everybody was like Compliment. Oh, that's so. really Very. that's that's uh, it's good to hear because yeah. I, I I you know you know you don't know what people say but of course yeah no it's yeah well great. it's it's like it's uh you know I'm 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 I feel fortunate that you know MTV pumped my show out all over the world so it's yeah. given me a lot of opportunity to perform you know sure 
So I, I get to go, you know, I've, I've done like Australia and I you know, just did, you know, England and stuff last year. And I'm sort of always going. That's and, great. Uh, because I'm kind of, uh, you know, I don't have, I don't have kids, uh, uh, you know, not, not saying I, I, I may, I may want to have kids someday. I'm getting pretty old now, but, uh, you know, I, I have a lot of free time, you know, so I'm able to just kind of keep going and, uh, That's great. It's been it's been amazing. Well, look, you're a great comic, but I will not I will not tell you you're not the king of improv. I'll tell you who that is. I mean, I am the king of improv. If you forgive my saying so. Do you know who that is? Do you know who the self-proclaimed king of improv is? Do you want to hear it again? It sounded like Trump, but can you play it again? I mean, I am the king of improv. If you forgive my saying so. Oh, wait, get, play that one more time. I mean, I am the king of improv. If you forgive my saying so. Charlie Sheen, or no? Oh, here's that's another a good guess. Good. Here's another hint. <laughs> that's like. Uh, uh, is that Drake? No, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> here's who it is. It's the absolute king of self-proclaimed king of improv, right here. Oh, Steven Seagal. <laughs> uh, really have the highest hopes that I can be of some use hmm. to kind of try to get people to have meaningful uh, conversations and uh, meaningful mm. meetings with. Now, do you want to see him? Be super improvising here. Yeah. Wait, is absolutely. he wearing the kung fu gi in <laughs> yeah. Russia for interviews? Even? He does, and he's wearing his villain glasses, Get and he hell. just painted his hair and goatee dark black yeah. with a sharpie. Yeah. Nice and, and easy. Got his nice and easy. <laughs> you do it in the bathroom at home. Black dye in his hair, yeah. which looks perfect on a sixty-something-year-old man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't look suspect no. at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, young. Wa- let's watch him improvise. Uh, you obviously spend a lot of time in Russia. You spend a lot of time in America. You're making films and so forth. And in terms of your life in America, you've been very much caught up in all the allegations of sexual harassment. You had a rape allegation against you. And I wonder <laughs> oh, how you improv. deal with hey. that. Look at that. You know what Out of nowhere. About he just, he just improvised. Take the microphone off you. Yeah. That's it. There. And of course, although he didn't respond there, he has said previously he denies any allegations. Yeah, yeah he, but that improv was just like, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah, you know? It was uh, pretty cool. He had that planned out, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It was kind of neat. I didn't know. Uh, well, I kind of vaguely heard rumblings about the rape stuff. I think I'd seen that uh, that clip. Oh, really? Recently, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was, uh, you know, Steven Seagal, man. I mean, he, I used to actually really like his movies. Under Siege, sure. Yeah. I think that was the biggest uh, box office hit. Yeah. But it started with like Out for Justice, yeah, Hard yeah. to Kill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I used to watch those yeah. as a kid. I loved them. My yeah, stepdad yeah. from India used to love Steven Seagal. That was his favorite. Yeah, yeah. Who was telling us what a piece of shit he is the other day? Somebody about the biggest difference between directing him, like somebody directed him in that first one, like Hard to Kill or Out for Justice. And they were like, this guy is just somebody's, like he was like a, a studio guy's uh, workout trainer. Like it was, that's how it yeah. started. Uh, yeah. it was like somebody at Paramount was uh-huh. like, I need to work out. And he trained him and then they ended up making a movie with him. Yeah. And he was like the nicest fucking guy and he goes and then like he did three other movies and then i directed him in something else and they're like the biggest piece of garbage yeah like ever was yeah. the goal he just lost it stunt guys lost his mind i talked to a couple stunt guys yeah shooting something and they were like man hands down the worst person i've ever worked with got was known for uh purposely hitting guys you know breaking, yeah. breaking guys i think people kind of lose their mind a little bit when they get famous you know yeah and yeah. then they like uh you know, feel like maybe, maybe, I don't know if it's social anxiety, they don't know how to deal with all the people talking to them, or maybe they're just 
assholes to begin mm-hmm. with. Yeah. I think it's a but, little bit of that. I yeah. think it's a little bit of that. And, uh, you know, because it seems to happen a fair amount. Not, 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 I wouldn't say all the time, but like maybe half the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think whoever you are before fame just gets amplified. Yeah. I mean, thankfully, comics are kind of low key because we get humbled constantly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We're, I feel like there's fewer asshole stand-up comics, yeah, right, than like yeah. actors. It seems to be, yeah, yeah. Everyone seems pretty. That's what that's what I, I've been loving about doing sets around town in in LA. Here is like you know you get to interact with a lot of your uh, your heroes. You know, know. yeah, pretty cool. So it is pretty crazy. cool. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, it's pretty wild. You know, that's cool. So um, amazing. So like, what's this? <laughs> That is a good question. Oh, I know, I know why I that's know. built like that. What is this? Okay, I know why this is yeah. built like this. So this right here used to be in that room, yeah. and it was the guy's production desk. Oh, okay. And it had all the different, you know, uh, racks and everything in it. Because this is an actual recording studio it room. It is an actual yeah. recording studio It's an amazing room. room. I, 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 I have This was going to have monitors on it at uh-huh. one point. So the uh-huh. guy converted uh, all the stuff like drilled uh, the whole okay yeah yeah and he was like oh i'll make it turn so you can turn monitor ah uh, that's nice never I, that. I gotta get one of these yeah. I, I have a little recording studio at home i'm, I'm making hip-hop beats i'm uh, getting back into <laughs> do you want me to put you in touch with brian silva so that you can yeah. like have a you can make the beats and then he can yeah do oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah i want to get him on a track for sure yeah i he mean could be the next little pump that's right. Little yeah. A little something for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. It could be great. You know? <laughs> but you but you guys are moving to a new studio though. Yeah, we're doing we a new are, space. Yeah. Take okay. it out of our home. Just are you weird. are you going to keep the studio here also? So you can have the option of being here or in the other studio? I like this idea. She likes this Tom's idea. Tom's reluctant. Or, but you were talking about converting this studio into a movie theater room. I think that would be more fun. Yeah. 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 And you we, could maybe still, like what you could do is make it a movie theater room, but just keep the mics out so you could sit around on the couches and do it here without all the That's table and stuff. That's a good idea. So then if you ever don't feel like going into the studio, because I'll, I'll tell you, like I, I had a studio in my house, mm-hmm. okay, for, for about five years. I called it WebOvision. You know, we did the, the camera, yeah. the switcher, everything. And, uh, you know, Val Kilmer came up to the, you know, uh, you know people come up to the yeah. house and, and uh, you know, I, I loved it, and then at a certain point, I was kind of like, oh, I, I, I don't want to do it in the house, right? Mm-hmm. So then I, I moved the studio somewhere else, and then um, then I kind of like realized, well, so I don't always want to have to go there either, you know? Yeah, man. Because then you got to drive all the way over there, and, you know, it's like here, it's like, you know, you guys wake up, the guest shows up, do the thing, and then... I leave and you're still at home, you know. So you like this, but uh, thinking, especially because like kids are right talking there. to you now, right? Yeah, yeah. Plus, if your kids are sick or something, I don't want to go drive. I know. Well, can't we just keep it up, Tom? Please. <laughs> am I? Am I? Uh, I, I don't mean to. Uh, oh yeah, my yeah. Oh my God, babe. So the grossest person. <laughs> somebody asked. What's with we all got this? An e- <laughs> we got an Jesus email Christ. asking uh, manscaping advice. Maybe Tom can weigh in. Uh, it says oh, I got yeah. a question about cleaning up your downstairs. Mm. Tom seems like the kind of person who has hair on most of his body, yeah. and I happen mm-hmm. to suffer from the same affliction. Mm-hmm. My lady friend doesn't like when it's super bushy mm. while she does mouth work, so I try to keep it clean. Yeah, here's where. The problem lies. Yeah. I've shaved and just trimmed my fun hair numerous times. Yeah. Each time it doesn't match up with the remaining hair on my stomach and legs. Yeah. I look neat well. and tidy until you glance up or down. Yes. It's right back to a gangly mess. More than anything, I just find it looks unsightly and frankly unpleasant. Mm-hmm. So, Todd, that's what they're calling me, how do you deforest <laughs> your Peruvian jungle? Best wishes. Um, 
Christine, you were very funny. I have you thought about giving stand-up comedy a go? Try it out. <laughs> Regards, Harry. So, Harry, um, I don't know. Like, I, I do this thing where I'll wait, use a trimmer. Wait, I mean, just to clarify, he's saying it looks short on around your your twig and berries, and then it's so long everywhere else that it, it's a dis, disparity in the, the length of the hair, yeah, I mean, and that's like, weird. I don't know, man. Are you shooting videos? Who cares yeah, who what gives it looks a like? Shit? Just trim it down. Mm. And then I do find that, like, taking the razor... To your junk, uh, sometimes it's weird where it doesn't actually trim yeah. as much. Like I see some hairs in the same spot, and I go back with the razor, and the razor won't do it. I have to like get clippers and razor to make it presentable. I haven't really talked about this before, yeah. But yeah. I've been doing something kind of weird lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've been growing it real long and then braiding it. That's, so, that's cool. So I've got little braids with little beads in it. And that's stuff. awesome. Yeah, it's just kind of something. Fun. Do you braid from the top so that like the braids hang over your junk? Hmm. Yeah, there's like yeah. multicolored beads. And then and, do people part the braid? Is that how? It works? I mean, it's just it's just for myself. Really, it's for you. Yeah, okay, it's not really for for anybody else. Anyone else? And me. do you braid the um, the sack and the taint hair as well? Yeah, it's all braids, different yeah. braids and things. And, I'm amazed yeah. at the length of some of my taint hair. Yeah. Like, it's Ugh, more he's like... He's so gross. Yeah. And he yeah. always wants me to lick his scrum and talking about <laughs> that. Right. And the thing is, it's yeah. such a, a Do you mess. request that, Tom? Oh, stop. Don't uh, ask him that. His sweet girl's <laughs> here. She doesn't want you asking him this. <laughs> Shit. Know, she might want to know. I don't know. No, uh... <laughs> 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 you, know, you, you may have just uh, opened up a Pandora's box there yeah, you, you know, go you know does she uh, ever do you ever ask that somebody your lady play with your asshole or no i have not uh requested that okay no how long you guys been dating uh a few months okay oh it's coming months. up okay i got you yeah. i got you oh my right. god babe they're new love they don't yeah, do this nasty months. shit that's when about. that nasty shit happens yeah, yeah but tom's a, tom green's a nice man he doesn't fart in front of women i'm guessing you're not gross like that uh i i don't make like i, tr- I do try to not fart in yeah. front of people See? yeah that's very uh, nice but <laughs> but um yeah, that's that's something I uh, try to avoid doing too. Well, my husband's the opposite. Well, we were like a month into dating, and he was sitting in his boxer shorts, and he put my hand in his crotch and farted on my uh, hand. That's uh, a one month in. That's fourteen years. It might ago. have been a couple months in. Yeah. Well, maybe yeah. is that when you knew this was Jesus forever? Christ? I know. Was that the no, moment? Was that, was that the moment you knew? <laughs> that's, no. That's, that's, I might say more about you than it says. About I him. know how exactly. fucking <laughs> just low self esteem I had back. You know, then, you could huh? have made the choice to just leave immediately. Instead. <laughs> Could've, oh my god! You did not. What do kept that. me around? Yeah. There were so many red flags that I ignored about you. <laughs> I don't he know. loves murder shows. Do you watch murder shows too? Uh, like you know, like the where they're solving the yeah. like the, the the on the yeah yeah I watch those sometimes yeah. What's your favorite thing to watch? Uh, my favorite thing to watch. Well, let's see. Um, I watch Netflix. I was watching like you know like the show the show the last few years. I know that's probably shows people watched already like House of Cards. I like House of Cards. Yeah, it's a good one. I guess one. you can't like that anymore. Of course. Uh, and Breaking Bad, I, I binge watched that. Do you like Better Call Saul? Yeah, but I haven't seen that all yet. Cause, so good. Yeah, yeah I, I, but I do, I do, uh, I do like that a lot. I want, I want. That's I've been meaning to watch that. I, I, I honestly have not really been watching much television uh, lately. I, I kind of watch. C, I was watching CNN basically on loop <laughs> mm-hmm. for about the last uh, 
seven years. Yeah. yeah. And then this year I kind of stopped watching it. I it's can- good to take a break from that. I canceled stuff. my cable after the election. Yeah. Because I was just sort of uh, over it. And, um, and uh, you know, I kind of sort of felt like I felt a little angry at CNN, actually, to be honest with you, because I felt like the way they reported on, you know, not to get too political or anything, but the way they reported on the election, yeah, I, I believe, like, kind of influenced the outcome. Not just not just them, but the entire media, you know, and it sort of, like, angered me a little bit. Because, you know, when you're, like, when you work in television or, you know, when you've done a TV show which involves doing something shocking and then getting to people to talk about it, right, you know, you realize, oh, that's that's like a, a very real technique, you know, so that's what Trump was doing and that's yeah. what people are doing now. It's like, say something shocking – and then the media, which you know, you think would be like kind of aware of what was going on, would maybe like report on things a little more, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. I just feel like the way they, they, they took advantage of that, not for the sake of journalism, but for the sake of ratings, you know? Oh, yeah. And that just sure. sort of really bothered me because I used to – I actually I actually used to think – that CNN was like really reporting the news, you know? Yeah. And now I sort of – I definitely like – have kind of it took me a while to to come to that conclusion that they're no though it's they're just they're just in the ratings game thing yeah i should have figured that out it's when like, oj it's was sensationalizing was, things yeah. i don't think i quite wanted to believe that like yeah. for most of my most of my life you know i thought oh no they're reporting the news and this is important that we know all this stuff and i think i think after 9-11 something happened in me where I, because i'm a paranoid person yeah I became extremely afraid that there was going to be some piece of news that I didn't get quickly enough. Right. So that I would be like, you know, like, you know, oh, I don't have any water in the house, you know? So I'm not like a conspiracy guy or like a, you know, hoarder or like a a doomsday prepper or anything like that. But like, I just kind of like felt like I needed to know immediately. So I've I've had CNN literally on loop for like 10 years after 9-11. You're saying like... Sort of, I you sort didn't want to miss like yeah, this. Yeah, I just wanted to know first. I like stop watching television, really. No shit. I watch a lot of. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Christ. I like how Bin Laden's looking in the camera too. Looked right in the camera. See what I'm doing? I stopped watching. I'm a big news junkie. I've dialed it down way. A, yeah. I mean, a well, it's lot not even in the news. last year. It's bull. It's like it's shy, it's fake uh, it manufactured shock. Like everything is like a. TMZ to yeah. a, you know to I canceled a my cable yeah and uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed that um, but uh, I watch a lot of uh, I, lo- I watch a lot of rap videos on YouTube I just, really I, I do like to see like the current state of rap so I like Little Pump and it's just uh, wild out there and I like uh, Juice World Juice World is hilarious I never would have pegged you as yeah. a rap guy yeah, I like to stay on top of what's happening with the rap world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, a lot of beefs out there, man. Yeah, yeah. Drake and Pusha T. Yeah, what'd you think of that beef? That was pretty. You know, it was some interesting. Interesting. Did you see Drake on yeah. LeBron? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. That was interesting. Yeah, was Talking interesting, about uh, about the uh, the level, like the degree to which yeah. Kanye went. Yeah, to invited set him to Wyoming, up. befriended him, worked on the song together. Yeah, yeah, got all this information and then turned it. You know, jujitsu right against him. That was really fucked up. Yeah, yeah. Not nice. Not nice to our Canadian. Uh, that was really legend. fucked up, man. But you know, looks like uh, he's a bit of a 
fucked up guy. I think so. Yeah. Um, I don't want to forget this because we got to we have to uh, wrap pretty stuff. I got to go pick up that uh, older kid. Kid to pick up. Um, yeah. But look, Tom Green is on the road. Oh, there we go. Yeah, look at that. I'm so happy, by the way, uh, the idea of a Tom Green show coming back. I really yeah. hope that yeah. happens. Tom yeah, Green. I'm trying, to make it, I'm trying to make it happen. So uh, you can see him at Tom the Green. Comedy com. Connection, uh, Providence, Rhode Island. Yeah, TomGreen.com. Go to the tour page. He's going to be in New Brunswick, Levittown, Boston, Falls Church, Burlington. It's all there. Buffalo, Toronto, Ontario, and more. TomGreen.com. Go to the tour page. Can you go to Instagram on there? Yeah. Can, can I show you something I've been doing too? Yeah. On your Instagram? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just want to show you because it's kind of sometimes. So what I've been doing lately and everyone follow me on Instagram. What's Thank your you. thing? It's What's Tom your... Green on Instagram. Okay. Follow me. Um, I'm talking to the home viewers too. I'd yeah. love it if you guys follow me too. Of yeah. course. But uh, I've been, I've been, uh, got a hard drive with all the old videos I did uh-huh. and uh, I've been going through and I've been re-editing them, not just taking clips, but I've been re-editing them. <laughs> into like condensed one minute Instagram versions uh, lately. Like this here? Yeah. And so it's kind of fun because they're almost like brand new videos because I'm like, Where are you, Mom? Mom, <laughs> I'm lost. Mom, my brother's lost because he's wearing a pair of white shorts and he's got like a green hat on. And I'm not exactly sure where he is right now. I'm really worried about that. Sorry, my brother's lost. He's wearing a pair of white shorts. If you would just please. Probably just back by the girl's sweatpants. Not a problem. Is it easy to look for you? Is it these two on the PA, Nancy? Some crazy guy down there. Okay, I'm asking you to leave. What's that? This is 1995. It looked almost exactly like me doing it, actually. All he did was he picked this thing up. Oh, well, I am allowed to leave because I'm an adult. No, because you weren't invited in the store in the first place to get on a PA system. Was that person invited in the store? First of all, this is a private property. Okay, well, I'm going to leave it. No, I can charge you with trespassing. <laughs> well, no, no, yeah. because I'm leaving. No, you can't. Yeah, no, I didn't have a warning. Can I see you over here for a minute by the telephone? Okay, yeah, let's go over here. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of so funny. Great. I'm making these little one-minute loops. You I know? love it. Yep. So go go follow my Instagram and uh, at and leave a comment. Tom Green. Yep. All right. Thanks. I man. love it. Thanks um, so much for having me on yeah, the show. This was for great. Coming. Wow. This was so great. Cool. I hope um, I didn't talk too much about myself. No, that's man. That's the point. Yeah. You want to hear what you talk yeah. about yourself. We'll leave you with this. It's uh, a. <laughs> come back again. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, Ghost yeah. crew. Uh, greasy, and um, that's it. Thank you, Tom Green, so much. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, it's an old school one. I'm Chuck Fullery. I don't like taking pills, but I have found something that works. Australian Dream. Something that works. What is it? Australian dream.